Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aw. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Beautiful day in eastern North Carolina. A great day to talk sports with you here. On Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, we are on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and also watch the program on Facebook and on YouTube. Like the Pirate Radio page on Facebook, and you'll find uh, some great content there, including our live video. And subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Watch the show. Watch the Brian Bailey Show. All of our ECU post-game videos are there as well. A lot of good stuff there on YouTube at Pirate Radio TV. You can chime in and be a part of the show on those services as well. So give us your questions, comments, and everything in between. Soundbite requests, which we've already got a few of those today. People want us to just play the hits, uh, apparently, and we'll do that in a moment. Uh, But first, let me welcome and introduce... What is this, your walk-up song? (laughs) Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is here. Nice shirts, gang. Thank you. Thanks, Clipper. Where'd you get those? Can't tell you. But we're about to tell you. I I wish I had one of those. Maybe I can get one of those. Are you you a little hot in here, Clip? It is a little toasty in here. Yeah, you need to take that off. Y'all want me to take this off? Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Wow. Take it off. All right. Clip rock. Wait, what's under there? What kind of show is this? Did we sign up for the clip? Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, hey. Hey, now. Clip Hello. rock for our radio audience. Unbuttoning his shirt. Oh. Yeah. Check this out. Man. I got jungle vibes. Just as Shirley and Chandler and the whole crew here have. Jungle vibes only. This is March. This is Mustache March. But these shirts are probably only available for us, right? No, Clip. What? What? I'm not going to ask for you to give me your shirt back. That's a gift. You can have it. Oh, thank you. So I want you to wear it the next few days because I'll wear it with pride. Mustache March is here. And to help strike out ALS Pirate Radio is going to give the Pirate Nation an opportunity to get. One of these three shirts. I held up the other two. It's a long sleeve cotton shirt in addition to the uh, performance sport tech shirt we have here that has jungle vibes on it, short sleeve, as the weather gets warmer for people that like athletic gear. And you, of course, got the beautiful tie-dye jungle vibes only shirt, just like Chandler and uh, Shirley. But uh, for $10 this Thursday, you can come get one of these shirts, two of these shirts, or all three of these shirts 
$10 each at UBE from 11 to 2 p.m. The Pirate Radio crew will be down there, and uh, all 100% of the proceeds will go to uh, the ECU Baseball Mustache March. So uh, come help support that. Get some cool jungle vibes going on for the uh, rest of the baseball season, including the Keith LeClaire Classic. Great time. Coming up this weekend. It's a uh, good way to kick off this promotion. So, uh, while supplies last, we'll be down there starting at 11. Thursday. Yeah, hopefully till 2 2 p.m. Let's go 2 a.m. Clip brought, I mean, you like the late. <laughs> we'll like start late. with 2 p.m. and see what happens. So, um, yeah, so we have three options. Yeah. We'll, uh, three great-looking purple shirts, one tie-dye, one performance shirt, athletic cut, and then uh, a long-sleeve version, all $3, all $10, all three versions, so uh, each. So, come Tell on. me, while you're here, let me go ahead and ask this question that's going to be asked a million times. Yes. I'm unable to get to UB Thursday. Can I have one of these shirts for $10? Tried your best right now to get someone to, get, to go to UBE and get them for you. Um, if not, we uh, might be able to work out a deal to ship them there. But it, it's really, we have a limited supply. So we're going to try to do for folks. If you know somebody in Greenville, and yeah. Pirate Nation is the most resourceful nation out there. So I'm pretty sure you know somebody. Go ahead and that, cash app your buddy 10 bucks now. Exactly do that and uh they can get to ube at a they take lunch break 11 to 2 on uh, thursday come by ube get some gear for the weekend the the weather is setting up to be beautiful uh so uh, long sleeve short sleeve or tie-dye shirt uh, available thanks to you guys for modeling them today we'll we'll be talking about it the next few days i tell you what you pick the three of the best people to model them i tell you what there's no doubt there's no doubt. You guys, I mean... We look a lot better than whoever this guy is. That, that, I mean, the stock model that we yeah. had, that we paid <laughs> to, 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 to model the shirt when we went with the go-ahead wow. to get it, uh, definitely, hands down, has nothing on you guys. Don't quit your day job, guy. Yes. That's right. He, he, that, that guy's probably unemployed. <laughs> he just probably got fired from whatever modeling agency <laughs> he was working for. So, Trashing uh, this dude. But I'm excited about these. I think these... Uh, They're turned, awesome. They turned out really good, and uh, 100% of the proceeds, we're hoping to write a nice check to uh, Mustache March and uh, to help strike out ALS, which is, uh, you know, hit home to the East Carolina baseball program with uh, Coach LeClaire, which I saw that it was, it was his birthday either yesterday or the day before. So uh, certainly a guy. And I think I said it that one day after the ECU baseball banquet, the impact, you weren't here, you are out of town, but me and Troy were doing the show. The impact and the legacy that Keith LeClaire left um, is just so powerful of the number of people that uh, that he's led into coaching or just his former players that aren't even in baseball that I've run into that uh, have the, their foundation of what he laid into them when they were here between the ages of 18 to 22 is, is remarkable. So we can do a little part and uh, have some fun with it and, uh, hey, get some more purple out in the jungle at Clark LeClaire or around Greenville, then that's what it's all about. We'll talk to Audrey LeClaire, daughter of Keith LeClaire, later this week on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, talk to her uh, about her dad and uh, his time here as the head coach of the East Carolina Pirates. Maybe um, you could get her to get her a starting lineup. Who who would she have in her starting lineup of ECU baseball? Coach Audrey LeClaire. For, that, for if she was some of the players that she's like you know, all time right just some of the players all that, time ecu starting lineup right who would be her starting pitcher maybe catcher I third mean, base i don't know just that's, be, that's asking a lot but i would love to hear that awesome lineup she was yeah i mean she's got a lot to pick from i kind of want to do that myself and she's followed east carolina baseball you know beyond doesn't have to be just the players that played for a coach but uh i don't know her dad so that would be an interesting question i think we 
that's a great idea and i think we should do that and we'll uh we'll have chan man i go when he joins us later this week um and you at home yes. can put your starting lineup and say what LRB the last 20 years 22 years of ecu baseball sure start with keith leclerc's yeah. first year uh till present day your uh your keith leclerc classic all-time team wow there you a go. lot of great players on that uh lineup card all right you know what would go great with uh this shirt LRB? what a purple bedazzled cowboy hat i heard zach agnes was looking for one so it was kind of like uh just a throwaway line we were talking about dugout celebrations home run celebrations we've seen a hockey stick we've seen a cowboy hat we saw a sledgehammer we saw justin wilcoxon riding said sledgehammer like a horse to the dugout uh and zach had that that cowboy hat you see is zach agnos's that he brought to the dugout they bring it everywhere with them he says he uh you know what would be cool a purple bedazzled cowboy hat so he said that yesterday on the show and then it kind of went nuts on twitter uh led by the pack the jungle the ecu jungle account and, and then that led to lrb just countless people uh showing examples of hats we've actually got people that have already purchased hats yeah, from I'll, amazon mm-hmm. that are going to be wearing them in the jungle it, or giving them to the baseball team to wear so if you are at clark mcclair this weekend be on the lookout for a lot of odd looking purple cowboy hats at uh at the stadium yeah i think you're definitely going to see them this weekend they won't be hard to point out yeah I, and for ten dollars you can get a great matching you know shirt accessorized you, yeah you can you, and you, we have three different versions of the shirt so you have a different shirt to wear each day you don't even have to do laundry so there you go all right uh i'm already getting orders in are you really yeah people fired up they, they pam, cash uh, apps pam brock wants one. Oh wow so, okay you know her i get the motherly <laughs> discount yes chad uh, is asking on youtube what sizes are available uh, sizes are available good are, news chad yes small, big man sizes are available small to 2xl are the majority of the sizes there are very limited uh i think clip brock may have gotten one of our limited edition three xers so uh just uh so if, if chad shows up early can he get a big man size yes so i have uh yes we'll have a few limited all right big man sizes but i would recommend you get there first at 11 there you go chad you are on the clock all right pirates and blue devils going at it today ellery yeah i want to i want to circle back to sunday at clark leclerc real quick circle on back and, and, and wonder at any point when you were doing the pa if you look down at the uh tar hill uniforms and thought it was the 85 braves <laughs> well you know, LRB, during that time, there was a lot of teams wearing the uh, powder blue jerseys. You had the Expos. You had the Cardinals. Yeah. I was, you had the Brewers. I, when I first got there and they were lined up for the national anthem, I looked, I was looking for Bob Horner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I, and I thought, and then I, and I knew you were doing the PA. I, just, I was hoping that, you know, Clip uh, Carey would break out for an introduction. Now somewhere. batting for the Tar Heels, number right. three, Dale Murphy. Thanks for attending. The Pirates win 5 nothing. Now Mama's Family. <laughs> now look to the video board for a special so, airing of Mama's Family. That's all I wanted to circle back. All to. right, the, we the, got that out of the, the way. Those powder blues. I, I yeah. thought of you, and I, I, didn't, I, I was going to text you, but then I thought, you know what, I'll see him uh, first of the week. And I forgot to mention it to you yesterday, but here, yeah. here I am. Uh, good to see those powder blues losing on, absolutely uh, sunday now the, the not, people were like weren't you cold at the game i was like well we were winning pretty much the whole game so it makes it less cold uh, i never remember many east carolina losses where i froze to death or were burning up 
you know, I mean, I, I'll mention it as part of the story, but like the Virginia Tech game, the TJ Lee block kick, oh, yeah. it, it was a scorcher that day in Charlotte. But I mean, you know, things were, that's not what you're going to lead off with. You're going to think of TJ Lee with the block. Yeah. Well, I don't like to talk about the weather. I don't care about the weather. Uh, we're not going to talk about the weather. Especially where you sit. You don't really care about the weather at all. Oh, I thought it was room temperature for everyone on Sunday. <laughs> I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. So, uh, yeah, it was beautiful where I was. And a uh, beautiful ending to that game as the Pirates went at 5 nothing, And now back in action today in Durham. Um, should we discuss the rumor in our text group, LRB? There, there is a there is a speculated. Is is this? I mean, how do we know this? Is, I mean, are, are we going to go with this or that? That's, I, I don't know. I, we could say we've got somebody in route to Durham, right? And maybe we'll need some more investigation or confirmation of this. It was a comment from him from the person that's riding with him. Right, it was a a close source to the situation. Right, We're, we'll, we'll work for some additional information. I think. All right, fair enough. How are we going to work for that? Who's on that? Uh, I think when maybe sources get closer to the ballpark. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so Pirates and Duke today at DBAP, and uh, it'll be a 4 o'clock first pitch, East Carolina, trying to go 2-0 and in the midweek this year, as uh, looked good last week against Campbell after a rough four innings. They had an uh, outburst. Ryder Giles, a big game last week, so hopefully they can do the same today. It'll be Nick Logish on the mound, uh, making his first start for East Carolina. Likely on a pitch count. Uh, we'll probably try to get him through two innings before they start their bullpen day, and uh, and we'll see what happens today, Elderby. Yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully the Pirates uh, really, I guess, you know, trying to get another uh, road victory to uh, keep notching that record back up to 500. So uh, it was good that the Pirates. I mean, I, I thought about it that you know Sunday was their first home victory after being swept by Bryant. Yep. So uh, it's, it's always good to leave the friendly confines of Clark Leclaire with a W and uh, a shutout made it feel even better. And maybe that's a game that can uh, you know turn turn the season and give them some confidence this week to maybe go three and one. LRB, let's see what the uh, people are saying. We have some very intelligent and informative listeners to the program yes uh steve hill says clipper steve also says burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly robert matthews says local politics bud there's local politics bud you know ellery sometimes people oh steve hill says two little butt cheeks it's two little butt cheeks sometimes people just want to play the hits ellery yes (laughs) it's like an old comfortable shoe you just want to feel it on your foot and it makes you feel like home and when you hear those phrases it feels like home you feel feel better now <laughs> i feel great I, <laughs> i'm just glad they feel good yeah well, now that we got that out of the family. way yeah we're all a big family here so there you go well, any cuts you want to hear elevate <laughs> quiet please <laughs> <laughs> thank you. you be quiet please you know, EC has got off to a slow start here in the season. Two, what are you setting two up and five. Here, Chandler? Let's see what he said. I want to get back to... I want me some glory hole. <laughs> the glory hole days? I want to get back to the glory hole Thank you, days. Jerry. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, One of your guests has had a lot of good uh, air this past week with some good uh, comments. Joe Dooley. 
It could be a total goat rodeo. He had goat rodeo. We got to get throwing rocks. Rock he fight. He be a real estate agent, so he wouldn't watch the basketball team anymore. We got to get rock fight and tractor pull into our repertoire. Yes. Here. Uh, speaking of which, I did not run down the guest list for today because coming up at four o'clock, we will talk to Joe Dooley, head basketball coach of the Pirates, East Carolina, coming off two home wins last week. We'll talk. Uh, we'll double dip on hoops today. Four o'clock, Joe Dooley. Five o'clock, Cy Seymour. Got Billy Weaver joining us here in just a few minutes to talk about everything going on in the world of sports. We'll have our Bud Light ECU report with Weave coming up in about five ten minutes or so, and we'll talk a little high school basketball playoffs in the four o'clock hour. Uh, he's on the all name team, Leica Abibi. Uh, he is on twitter and 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 is at high school games every night of the week uh covers it just about as good as anybody so we'll talk farmville central we'll talk kinston uh some of the best players in the area and more coming up in the four o'clock hour so uh all that and more on the way we'll also keep you updated on what's going on uh in durham on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard as we'll uh follow the pirates and the blue devils and at some point We'll have to have our David Price construction countdown to kickoff. We'll do that later on in the show today as well. Yeah, we got to get back to our hard labor and put on our, put on our hard hats. Did I see? Uh, did you say Chandler? We were talking about the baby race yesterday. LRB, uh, did you see the baby race I from did. Saturday at Minji's? I did. That I, was amazing, by the way. And uh, I believe Joseph was the winner, right? It, it, no other than David and Leah Price's son. So yeah, that's uh, so. building a championship early on uh the winner of the baby race part of that price family joseph price so i don't even think he's a year old yet and And, uh, i like his style he kind of taunted at the end waiting for the other baby to catch up he and david i texted david on sunday and uh he was saying it was like deshaun jackson when he like wrote like he ran down the one yard line deshaun jackson has had a lot of one yard annex he's had two where he put the ball down before he crossed the goal line one of my all-time favorites was against the Cowboys when he was about 15 yards ahead of everybody, turned around, looked at the guys running towards him, went like this, and fell into the end zone backwards. That's basically what Joseph did. That was awesome. That was uh, one of my all-time I favorite do, taunts. I, I still, the video I saw on social media of this, just the sound of excitement from you when baby won. <laughs> lane one! Lane one! Here comes lane one! I was legitimately excited. I, know, I could tell it was like legit excitement. We had eight babies, I believe, in the race there, Ellerby, and only two decided to run. Uh, the other six got stuck in the... Was it uh, like they were like the MLB players, union dispute, that they you know weren't, weren't going to... They know, were on strike. They were on strike. We had two scabs running the race. <laughs> and uh, and lane six there, Joseph got off to a hot start, uh, caught, caught his breath, I guess. Another baby caught up, and uh, we had a photo finish in Minji's. And one of the uh, that was one of the most exciting moments in Minji's this year, hands down. So, what would you say that it was a uh, like about a ten or fifteen yard track? Is that what we're talking? Because it went from the baseline to half court. Was it was it? like free throw, free throw line, line to half court, maybe okay. three point line to half court. That's a good little poke if you're crawling. Yeah, you know, and plus, and, and str- we're, they are babies. They're not like in a strange place with yeah. four thousand people, and it got you. loud. Yes, oh, I'm sure. So I'm surprised we didn't see more crying out there. Well, I was in the. I office. was the only one crying. I was so. On Thursday, I was in their office over there at David Price Construction, and sure enough, Joseph was in there, and he was like crawling all over the place, and he was like going so fast, and I told David, I said, you got to put him in the baby race. He said, already done it. He's in there, and I was like, all right, good luck to him. Sure enough, he wins. Maybe we should get a baby race at Clark Eclair. 
that we talked about that yesterday. Outfield to outfield, line to line, <laughs> pole to pole. <laughs> that would be a long race. Uh, Mike P says violence, violence, violence. Uh, guess what Robert's asking for, Shirley? Oh, the, well, already, but the one you got to work for. He wants Jeff Charles saying Ric Flair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That is, you know what? If you could, ain't nobody got time for that. If you could find that at some point today, I would not mind reliving that as well. That was a good moment as well. That was a great moment in Jeff Charles uh, history. So anyway, all right, Ellerby, what else you got going on? Oh man, just uh, got a lot of fun stuff with Jungle Vibes only. We talked about that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, does does East Carolina basketball have a little uh, March surprise for for anybody? Do you feel? Feel any vibes for the basketball team to make any noise Saturday or next week at the conference tournament? A little March luster. What was that shoulder thing you just did? A little, a little luster. <laughs> He's got some vibes going over there. Wichita State looked terrible last night. I'm trying to think of, last think of who he was. I'm he, trying to... I'm going to... I guess I should be excited. I should be excited if the Pirates win a tournament game. Excitement time. I definitely should. But the problem is, big, bad... If they're in that 8-9 game... Mm-hmm. Big bad Houston awaits them. I would, I'd be so much more excited if they could somehow get to seven and get out of Houston side. But let's beat Wichita's. Take care of business first. I mean, you got to win four. Uh, yeah. Why not catch Houston early? Yeah. They have beat the Pirates. Have beaten the one seed in the tournament before. Now it was the Conference USA tournament, and I believe it was uh, they did it against UAB. I want to say maybe even Southern Miss. Maybe they've done it twice, but I know in particular one time. They uh, were able to knock them off back in the live at five days because I was producing and right. crazy in there. That was. Um, so it's happened before. And uh, look, I, I like what the team has done this year. As I said yesterday, Troy D thinks I should be more excited about this winning season. But I'm I'm content. I'm you know pretty happy with what they've been able to do. And to answer your question, I do think Wichita State's probably the toughest place to play as far as an environment goes. But like Chandler said. They have looked bad. They looked bad last night. So yeah. senior day for them though, and and they do. I mean, they don't have football. No, uh, they're all in on hoops. So they 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 sell out their stadium. Yeah, and uh, are all about basketball. So uh, it, it's not going to be easy on Saturday, but uh, Saturday is is a good test. But really, the 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 tournament is where you can punch your ticket if you can do. The unthinkable and win four, which is really unthinkable. Tough to beat the same team two times in one week, Ellerby. So, do you want to lose to Wichita on Saturday and then beat them next Thursday? I think you always win. Okay, go ahead and try I, to I, beat I mean, them. I think uh, you can't ever say, "Look, I'm go- we're going to lose." So, you always play to win the game. Isn't that what Herm Edwards said? That is correct. So, you play to win, and then you uh, kick them in the throat again on Thursday. We have our boots on the ground in Durham, LRB. Has, okay. uh, just had a great picture tweeted out uh, on the Pirate Radio account of the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, beautiful, beautiful blue skies there in uh, Durham. I think uh, this is we're starting to get our, our vibe for some baseball weather, too. Yeah, definitely. I thought, I mean, too bad that the weather didn't work out on Sunday to be better because there would have been 5,000 people crawling all over the place at uh, Clark Eclair if the the rain hadn't moved in but uh you know can't change that now i think the boots that are on the ground in durham is junkie the content junkie cj schaefer all right actually doing uh pirate radio work today good to see good to see all right ellerby 
Thanks for having me. Let's run it back one more time. Thursday. Thursday. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at University Book Exchange. You can purchase a new Jungle Vibes Only t-shirt for only $10. There are three different styles. You got the tie-dye. You got the performance. You got the purple long sleeve. You can choose uh, all three. And uh, all the proceeds will be donated to ECU Baseball Mustache March campaign to strike out ALS UBE Thursday, 11 to 2, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, pick up one, two, or three of the new Jungle Vibes only t shirts while supplies yeah. last. Perfect gift for friends and family. Go, are you going to go with the mustache for March? I am. I uh, got home last night, realized uh, I hadn't shaved in a while. I don't have any shaving cream. Uh, and i didn't feel like running to dollar general down the road to get some uh, did you think about driving to dollar general down the road uh, you know what i didn't i was like you know that's a long run i never thought to get in my car <laughs> <laughs> it's dark outside i might get hit by a car i don't eat your reflective <laughs> next time we'll do we'll do safety green jungle vibe shirts for you clip you so go. you can run at night Right. Early in the morning. Perfect. Because I don't. We can't have you being hit by a car. You know, LRB. Uh, when I was a kid, almost I was a pretty big kid. I was like thirteen or fourteen. I uh, rode my bike to my friend's house on the way back home, hit by a car. Are you serious? I was. Uh, I was going That's down. To explain some things. Uh, <laughs> old, old Tar Road in Winterville, mm-hmm. and I was going to turn into a subdivision. I looked back, didn't see a car. I guess it was coming faster than I thought. Went. And uh, went into the road and bang, got drilled. Uh, messed up their windshield. I was okay. And did uh, you roll on the hood of the car and hit the windshield? Uh, it was either me or my bike. Oh wow, my bike. I hurt my bike. Yeah, um, <laughs> my bike. It's broken. <laughs> they put the. Uh, they were pissed off, obviously. Spinal. But you were fine. <laughs> yeah, my Tyson. bike is broken. Did they say some fat, stinky kid just hit my car? <laughs> and I was right. I was like right down the road from my parents' house. So they put my bike in their trunk mm-hmm. and gave me a ride to my house. They said, is this your smelly kid? <laughs> <laughs> he just messed up my car. And it was like a year or two before I got my permit. So my parents were like, how the hell are you going to drive a car if you can't ride a bike down the road? That's a great question. And uh, I've answered that question quite well, mom and dad, in yeah. your face. Yeah. All right. Pam Brock, let us know what's up. Ellery, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging All right, out. See you later. Thanks. We will take a time out. When we return, we will hear from Billy Weaver, my co-host on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We'll talk pirate baseball, pirate hoops, and more. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years. 
and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right. Um, breaking Panthers news. Do the breaking news boys have this yet? Uh-oh. Possibly not. I, I want to be able to break some Panthers is, news. Uh, did this break yesterday? Oh, uh, did it. Is, oh. it about, is it about a certain Panther that just signed a contract and now he's in trouble? No. Oh. You're talking about Ian Thomas getting arrested? And having fi- and facing five misdemeanors for trying to dodge the police? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, know what I'm you know what I'm talking about? Dodge the police on foot? No. Dodge the police in a motor vehicle? Yes. No. Well, kind of. He was on a bike. A, a dirt bike. A dirt bike. Yeah. I, was, I should have said automobile. Damn it. Yeah. I messed up the bit. <laughs> Way to kill a joke there. I know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. There's a new voice in town. There is a new voice in town, and it is a familiar name. I know him from ESPN. I think this is pretty cool, Chandler. He has a great voice. It's a little bit... I, well, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting this. Anish Sharoff yep. is the new voice of the Carolina Panthers. So he has been in Charlotte for 10 years. Yeah, which I did not realize that. But there's a headquarters um, for ESPN somewhere there in Charlotte that he's been working for. Yeah. And uh, so they, uh, they reached out to him to offer him the job. And, of course, he was very excited to take it. And uh, so I, I didn't realize, I thought this was a very random hire, but then when I realized that he has been in Charlotte and I've been a Charlotte resident for 10 years now, I just thought now that makes sense. And it, uh, I, I could tell today in his interview that he is very, very excited uh, to be the new voice for the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, Mick Mixon being the voice for um, over 10 years, I believe, uh, for the Panthers, a guy that I remember being the voice for the Panthers. So it's going to be getting – gonna have to get used to this new voice when i'm riding around town and listening to panther football i mean i uh, think it'll it'll, it'll be a familiar voice yeah uh but uh, i wonder how his uh his transition from tv to radio will be i'm i'm sure he'll be fine but i'm very excited to have anish shroff as the new voice for the carolina panthers i think this is a fantastic hire like you said a little out of left field just because we didn't i don't know we didn't expect it he's not no. another voice in fact i forgot that we were looking for a new voice <laughs> <laughs> well i asked either didn't i ask you recently like have they found one yeah and i was like i have no idea yeah so uh all right good move there i think for the carolina panthers oh yeah best move they've made since uh david tepper's been there <laughs> by the way the uh soccer team I might even joked three nothing, but they lost to DC United three nothing uh, over the weekend. They play their first home game, I think, this weekend. Charlotte FC, the team you don't give a damn about. Not give a damn because you hate them and you hate Tepper. Just say it. I, I, mm, I just, I don't know if it's. I'm just very disappointed in that man right now because <laughs> yeah. he's given me some vibes of some administrators that were here at East Carolina. And look, you're wearing your ago. Jungle Vibes only T-shirt. You're feeling positive vibes, and then coming from the West, you've got these vibes pouring in from Charlotte. 
that are giving you pause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess summed I it up get, beautifully. I, I, guess, right? I guess that I get that. <laughs> yeah. From now on, yeah. if I say something, I don't even very want, long. Yeah. Just yeah. say yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done that in the text? Have you ever been texting somebody and you just text them a paragraph or two and then they respond okay or K? K is the best K? or worse or yeah. If you're the delivery man of the text and you say K, that's a big win for you. Yes. Now, if you're getting K, you are throwing your phone. You're angry. You're ready to fist fight somebody. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Chandler, you're uh, the best in the business. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Okay. Uh, Daniel says, I'm going I'm to need y'all to never do the Panther sound effect with your voice again oh you mean you know this? what no daniel you're right we'll never ever do it again This has gone so far off the rails, it's not even funny. <laughs> you mean like that? Oh, God. You know what? After doing that, I don't want to ever do it again. Daniel, we're never doing never that doing again, again. Ever. Ugh. So don't even lose sleep over it, because it'll never happen. <laughs> Y'all sound like a bunch of disgruntled ducks. <laughs> Just call me <laughs> fat and stinking. Yeah, sure. It's gonna say an Oregon Ducks name that might be disgruntled. Jonathan Stewart is he disgruntled with his old college? I don't know. I don't think so. All right, Daniel, thank you for bringing us that magic. You are responsible for that, and only you, and only you can uh, prevent forest fires. Thank you. <laughs> I was getting. Uh, Smokey the Bear confused with the crime dog, uh, McGruff. And I, I was like, uh-oh, I've lost my phrase. Help me out. What does the crime dog say? I forgot. He's got a phrase, too. Say no to drugs? No. Do the, don't do the crime if you can't do the time? Was that him? No, I don't think Is so. Is that crime dog? Let me see. Hold on. Fred McGriff said, you can learn from Tom Amansky. That was his catchphrase. McGruff was his name. McGruff. The crime dog. Uh, uh Let me see what I got here. Does your throat hurt? A little bit. A little Mm -hmm. bit. A little bit. A little bit for sure in terms of throat hurting. (laughs) Um, Only you can prevent forest fires. All right, we got to talk to Billy Weaver. Oh, it is take a bite out of crime. (laughs) That's what it was. I'm such a doofus. All right. Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. And thank you for saving me. I was on that ledge with only you can prevent forest fires. Shout out Smokey the Bear. All right. Let's head out to the Power Radio Live Line. Joining us is my cohort on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. He is the former TV guy, now the car guy. Billy Weaver joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Weave, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Enjoying this... uh spring-like weather and a little longer days so that's nice no doubt about it beautiful day in eastern north carolina and a beautiful day for baseball pirates on the road uh in durham to face the duke blue devils coming off a win on late sunday night a rare regular season late sunday night baseball game 
and East Carolina wins it over North Carolina. Needed that one, Weave, to salvage the series. Uh, a couple of wins last week and, and hopefully moving in the right direction here. Yeah, the one thing East Carolina couldn't afford to start this season was uh, two consecutive weekend series sweeps. Of course, one by uh, Bryant, who um, I'm not exactly that impressed with. I was kind of rooting for them to, you know, <laughs> be like the world beater. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if that's going to be the case. That took a nosedive this past weekend, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, North Carolina, obviously, very good baseball team. Uh, but it was nice to get that uh, that W to, to keep from getting swept in that series. And let me just say, kudos to the, the Pirate faithful, because that was not the best scenario for fans to show up to that game. Uh, I think by the time the rain got out on Sunday, 6 o'clock start on Sunday, which is, which is tough for anybody anyway, uh, but then you add that it's been rainy and wet all day and 45 degrees, I think it was, at at first pitch, there was still a great crowd. The The jungle looked great, too, so kudos to the Pirate faithful for getting out there and cheering on the Pirates to a victory. No doubt, and uh, especially the, the jungle crowd and uh, got loud at times during that game. It was fun, especially when Jacob Jenkins Coward kind of broke it open with a big hit. Also, some clutch pitching for the Pirates, Carter, Spivey, and others on Sunday. And now a uh, midweek game against Duke. And then coming up this weekend, Weave, it's the Keith LeClaire Classic. We'll talk to Audrey, Audrey LeClaire, the daughter of Keith LeClaire, coming up later on this week on Pirate Radio Live. Very special week here in Greenville. You've been around a long time, Weave, so uh, you know what all it means. And uh, going to be another fun one this weekend. Yeah, always special when the Keith Claire Classic rolls around. And always, you know, there's always teams that come in that kind of uh, lend to the lore of Keith LeClaire, be it uh, former coaches or former teams that, you know, LeClaire coached at. There, there's always some sort of tie-in. Michigan, obviously, is going to be coming in this weekend. That's going to be one that's going to be uh, a lot of fun to, to watch. But it's always fun to go out to the Keith LeClaire Classic Hopefully the weather will be much better this weekend, which I'm expecting it will be, and great crowds out for the LeClaire Classic. And if I'm not mistaken, what what year is this? Is this the are we going into mm. the twenty some year of the LeClaire Classic? It's it's been a while. Um, and you know, it's it's one that definitely gets the fans excited. Uh, it's more of a tournament type atmosphere which is something uh, I think the Pirate fans really like and enjoy as well. Yeah, I like seeing three different opponents uh, on three different days. Indiana State, Michigan, Maryland coming up this weekend for East Carolina. You got that going on, and we'll have some hoops going on this weekend as well as East Carolina plays their regular season finale at Wichita State. And the Pirates have secured a winning regular season. Uh, picked up a couple of wins last week at home, Billy, against USF and Tulsa, and they've just they've been just like every other game this season, uh, right down to the wire, uh, with three four minutes left. It's tied, and you, you see who can win it. And the Pirates were able to win two of those games last week at home. We, yeah, gutty wins, um, you know, and and for a lot of programs, you say, okay, well, you know, they're gonna they're guaranteed to finish the regular season with uh, with a winning record. Not a big deal. That's not the case at East Carolina. You know, we don't we don't have very many winning seasons at ECU. So when we do have them, we we don't take them for granted. Um, so that's a big deal having this team finish with a winning season and a you know, winning regular season uh, record. Be nice to go on the road and and win at Wichita State, which is not an easy task. And 
and of course move on to the uh, the conference tournament. But I, this is a gutty team. This is a team that you know has played, like you said, in a lot of very close games this season. Some on the road, uh, some at Menji's Coliseum, and been able you know to pull out their fair share. They've been on the other end of some heartbreakers as well, and you know uh, three pointer at the buzzer is, is you know doesn't get any more exciting than that. Of course, it would be nice if East Carolina was on the winning end of that, but they did see that at home. And, you know, a buzzer beater at home. So it's been it's been some exciting games this year too at Menchie's Coliseum and on the road. So that's that's the fun part about this uh, this season, aside from actually saying, hey, we've we've got a winning record. So yeah, um, hoping, hoping the Pirates pull out one on the road at Wichita State. That'd be a great way to end the regular season. Might be game one of a doubleheader against Wichita State because the Pirates are on the eight nine line right now, and that would put them against Wichita State in round one of the AAC tournament coming up next Thursday. Uh, This is March. It is March 1st. Actually, the Atlantic Sun tournament begins tonight. So you got your first conference tournament tipping off tonight, Billy. The smaller conferences will play this week. And uh, we'll have some tournament championship games coming up this weekend. Those are always fun for the teams that are only going to make it as an at-large fighting for their lives coming up. That's what makes college basketball so much fun is that you know, with the tournament, the way it's set up, and of course you can do that in basketball, uh, you know, the Cinderella's, everybody wants to see the upset specials. That it lends a lot of credence, too, to the conference tournaments that otherwise wouldn't because people want to find out, okay, well, who's the next Cinderella? Who's, who's the next giant beater, uh, the giant killer in the, in, the, in the tournament? And you start looking at these tournaments and, and watching maybe tournaments you wouldn't normally watch. That's the good thing about March Madness and crazy that March is already here, man. It, it just feels like yesterday that we just got this season underway. Billy Weaver joining us. We've Mike Krzyzewski and his uh, coaching in his final regular season road game tonight. This one will be against a former player he coached. And coming up this weekend, his final home game will be against a guy that he coached against as a player. That's Hubert Davis this weekend. Jeff Capel tonight as Duke takes on Pittsburgh as Coach K is uh, counting down his final days as head coach. And this thing is wide open. Duke was the top-ranked team to win over the weekend, Billy, because you had the top six teams in the country lose. You had seven of the top nine teams in the country lose. So it just tells you that it's wide open. Duke hasn't been perfect this year, but they have a shot, just like a lot of teams have a shot to uh, to win it all this season. Yeah, how crazy is that? I think this is the first time uh, ever. the rankings begin. Yeah. Ever, yeah. Since the rankings begin, that you know, seven of the top ten teams have lost all on the same weekend. That's just an incredible stat. And that just goes, you know, to show how popular college basketball is, how much of an even playing field that you can have when you've got, you know, when you've got such a, a smaller roster as opposed to baseball, football, and things like that, um, there's the parity, and I think that's what makes college basketball so exciting. And as speaking of college basketball, right here in the state of North Carolina, we've seen a you know a changing of the guard, so to speak. You know, last year it was Roy Williams. This year it's going to be Mike Shashevsky. So things are starting to change over to new guards. And uh, this, I tell you what. That last regular season Carolina Duke game, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw tickets were going for like six thousand dollars or something crazy. Like that's Super Bowl prices, um, you know, it, on the on the dark web or black market or however you want to say it. But to get tickets, if you don't have tickets to that Duke Carolina game and you want to get them, 
you better reach deep down in the pockets because that one's going to be one that's uh, that's special. Here's one for you, Weaver. Next year, the best, by far, the best head coach for the ACC schools in the state of North Carolina will reside in Winston-Salem for Wake Forest, Steve Forbes. I mean, that that's fair to say, right? With Hubert Davis in year two, John Shire in year one, and Kevin Keats, uh, his team, look, I, I thought, I think he's a good coach, but his team's on the bottom of the conference, so you can't say he's the best. So next year, Wake Forest will by far have the best head coach of any of the schools in North Carolina and the ACC. Yeah, and when's the last time you've been able to say that? I don't think I've ever been able I mean, I'm thinking about like – Dave Odom, but like Dean Smith and Coach K were around it. Like you, you got to go way, way back before my time. Yeah, it would be before my time too, and obviously before Dean Smith, yeah, Williams, Coach K. Uh, you know, before those guys were around, obviously. So yeah, that's that says a whole lot. And uh, like I said, the changing of the guard, just it's, yeah. it's a whole new world we live in now in the ACC in the state of North Carolina. It'll be interesting now to see if those teams can can continue the tradition of winning and so far north carolina they've had their struggles as well billy we were joining us north carolina able to win last night in overtime watch that one uh, some clutch shooting at the end of regulation on both sides but north carolina knocks off syracuse last night looking forward to the ncaa tournament we talk baseball let's talk a little nascar weave and uh well meet the new boss same as the old boss kyle larson uh wins it last week and uh what I I saw fans on Twitter, and I don't always see this, Billy. There's a lot of people that complain about the racing these days, and it was boring, and it's all the same. Um, from what I read, and people I talked to that are into NASCAR, they really enjoyed the race in California on Sunday with the new cars and uh, the way they ran around the track. So I don't I don't know if you watched any of it, Weave, or, or talked to anybody, but but I'm hearing uh, positive things about the race on Sunday. Yeah, whenever you have something new, especially a next-generation car and NASCAR, there's going to be the naysayers. There's going to be guys that kind of buck the system, and, you know, they want the old way of doing things. But, you know, these sports, and especially NASCAR, it's all about change. The You know, the one constant is change, uh, and that's that's what he, uh, NASCAR is going through right now. And I, I think the racing was fine. There's You know, there's always going to be some tweaking uh, but, you know, it, I just remember back in the days, which you don't see this very often anymore, you know, back in the day, uh, if when, when Chevrolets um, and, and Fords were kind of going back and forth and then even, you know, throw um, Toyota into the mix, you get one manufacturer that wins a couple weeks in the row, say it's Chevrolet, then you got the Ford drivers whining. Uh, and the Toyota drivers whining and say, well, the Chevrolet drivers have an advantage and right. the car makes an adjustment. They make a spoiler height adjustment or something like that. Now you don't see that. Now it's a little bit more even playing field. But, the, you know, it seems like the drivers and the fans are still going to find something to complain about. I like the next-gen car. One of the things I like the most is, you know, one of the changes this year was the single lug nut. You know, I think that's, you know, for safety reasons, obviously that's a big, uh, a big plus. And I like it because it makes the, the pit stops a little bit more challenging and a little quicker. Um, so that's something I, I've enjoyed this year in NASCAR. All right, Weave. Las Vegas coming up Sunday, 3.30 on Fox. Uh, who is uh, Who are the favorites in your eyes coming up in Vegas? Well, if you look at the Vegas odds, obviously, the, I'll give you one guess at who the Vegas odds are. I'm going to guess and, Kyle Larson. Yeah, you'd be guessing right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
he won the spring race there last year. So going in there, obviously off of a win. I mean, he's the hottest driver in NASCAR right now. He picked up right where he left off last season and has just kind of uh, been great. There are a lot of guys that have won there. The, the good thing is, is or I guess not for him, uh, or not for Denny Hamlin, I should say. Denny Hamlin won the fall race. There haven't been any back-to-back winners at Las Vegas in quite some time. I think in uh, maybe 10, 15 years since Jimmy Johnson last did it. He always ran very well uh, at Vegas, but... Uh, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, uh, Martin Truex Jr. has had a few victories there, so he's a guy that uh, you'll have to take a look at. Joey Logano's got a couple wins. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson, I, I like that dynamic. Of course, those two guys got together a little bit, or actually Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott yeah. uh, getting together at the end of the race uh, last week. So that'll be fun to watch those guys go at it. But I, you know, if I had to put money down on it, and Vegas isn't wrong very often. Kyle Larson's the guy to put the money on. And I saw people, I don't know if it's like sour grapes or like somebody said, well, that's a garbage block by Larson. He shouldn't do that. But he's trying to win races and prevent guys from going around him, right? So what's he supposed to do? Like, is it too aggressive? I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Or am I wrong here? No, blocking is part of the race, you know, racing. Now, if you go down the block and you do it the wrong way and you get hit in the left rear quarter panel and you get spun out, then so be it. Don't. That's on you. So that's, yeah. that's on you. So that's all part of racing. But blocking is part of racing. I mean, you see Dale, Dale Earnhardt do it all the time. Right. Um, you know, all the old school drivers, you know, that's what you do. You block, you try to win races. Obviously, if there's a guy that's that's got a car that is much better than yours, it doesn't matter how much you're going to block. He's going to get around you anyway. So, I mean, that's just all part of racing. Billy Weaver joining us. Weave, uh, appreciate you joining us on the program today. Always fun to talk sports with you. What you got going on? Uh, just working. Uh, you know, getting uh, actually going tonight uh, over to Farmville Central High School. To oh, see, cool. Uh, the Jags, the uh, ladies and the men, both uh, deep. I think it's the fourth round of the state playoffs now. And well, that's a hot ticket, Weave. You know you're big in the community if you can secure one of those babies. That's right. <laughs> and, and crazy, crazy thing is, is you know, with with being out of the media for a little while now, I thought I was missing something, and I thought, okay, um, where are the Eastern Regionals going to be held? Good question. Come to. Come to find out, that is a good thing. <laughs> that that hasn't been uh, settled yet. Which yeah. I think from the eyes, you know, from from the side of the NCHSAA is not a good look. I mean, you would think by now they would know where they're going to play the uh, East and West regionals and things like that. And there's talk that it could be at the higher seed schools. And you know, don't know if Menji's Coliseum is in the mix, which is always fun. Uh, so it'll be interesting because I, I guarantee you that. There's a really, really good chance that Farmville Central's uh, boys and girls teams will be playing in the Eastern Regional. Uh, Bailey was around here huffing and puffing about that yesterday, Billy, just like you'd be if you were still in the TV business. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and to tell you the truth, it's it's okay with me if it's at the home of the higher seeds. Yeah, it could be Farmville Central. right there in your backyard, right? Another uh, Farmville Kinston matchup would be great, right? Oh yeah, that would be great. I mean, that's literally in my front yard. <laughs> awesome. And again, I I do like Minji's. There's nothing like Eastern Regional time at Minji's Coliseum. Yeah. You know, when it was, you know, back in the day when that was the home, <clears throat> they went to Fayetteville and then kind of came back a little bit for for parts of the Eastern Regionals. 
Um, Menji's Coliseum is just great, and especially you know if if you're a Farmville Central fan and you 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 know or Kenston even, uh, you'd rather play at Menji's Coliseum because if Kenston and Farmville Central were to meet, neither one of their home gyms is gonna you know they're gonna be packed to the gills, uh, and I'd rather see you know close to six eight thousand at Menji's Coliseum than a couple thousand at the uh, the host school. Man, I was at that game right before COVID uh, shut everything down a few years ago. And it was Farmville Central taking on, I can't remember the school, but they had Bobby Pettiford who ended up, who's at Louisville now. And that place, there was like a buzz you could feel in the arena. It was awesome. And, uh, oh, yeah. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be in a heck of an atmosphere tonight, uh, in Farmville. I know that we've, uh, appreciate you joining us today, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. We'll see you. Billy Weaver joining us on this lovely Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one, get you to hour two where we'll talk hoops of the college and high school variety. Joe Dooley joins us coming up to kick off the four o'clock hour. Laika Abibe covers high school basketball. We'll talk Farmville Central, Kinston, and the other area teams still alive in the high school basketball playoffs. Also, some of the best players he has seen throughout this 2022 season uh one of those at least one of those uh east carolina is looking at all right we'll take a time out come back have more for you on pirate live after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Well, if I could get this microphone to work, welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. It is 4.01, but we are technically in hour number one of our show. This will be our final segment of hour one. Joe Dooley joins us coming up after this timeout. Here's some NFL news from the Washington Commanders. Uh, some coaching changes have been announced. Todd Storm has been promoted uh, to assistant tight ends coach. Don't know who that is. Christian Garcia is now a uh, defensive quality control coach. Don't know who that is. Uh, but here are a couple interesting names. Luke Del Rio... That name sounds familiar. Is now an assistant quarterbacks coach. And Vincent Rivera. Huh, that name sounds familiar. Is now an assistant linebackers coach. Wait a minute. Wait a second here. Is that? This tells me that the only reason I'm not coaching in the NFL is because my dad was uh, not in. My dad failed. Because Clip Senior's a loser and not an NFL coach? Now you're calling out my dead grandfather. Clip Junior, because, so, because would you like uh, to apologize? Well, hey, no, you, you know what? We'll start from the top. <laughs> Clip Senior, why weren't you an NFL coach? That's right. He's Clip not, Junior, if, if if Cliff Senior is an NFL coach, then my a, dad would be a coach. Exactly. Then I would be, a and coach. then you would be. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going to blame somebody, let's get, let's start from the top. Thanks for nothing, Dad. And Grandpa. Thanks, Gramps. So, I uh, just found that interesting. Kind of, it's kind of gross. You know? I don't know. But it's gross like it disgusts you i mean it's a little like it makes you want to vomit it's a little icky but well it happens everywhere in all businesses i think it's lame in all walks of life uh yeah kind of lame i don't know i don't i don't like it but we'll see if it works out i'm just glad rob ryan isn't on the staff anymore let's all be thankful for that they got rob ryan and they got bruce allen out of there so i should not be bashing them too much uh pirates and blue devils about to get underway and the mustaches are looking good uh starting with the tilt a whirl himself bryson whirl the mustaches are out and ready to go today at uh the dbap as the pirates take on the blue devils by the way pirates an underdog in this game it closed as duke minus 135 to win at east carolina plus 105 meaning if you you put 10 bucks down on ecu you'll get 11 back 21 total as bryson world leads off the game with a base hit so we'll keep you up to date on that we will talk some pirate hoops when we return thank you for doing the world there chandler i'm live on the mic so i'm not going to do it at this moment but if he hits a home run we're breaking this place down to the ground burning it we're gonna burn it down we're gonna burn this with everybody in it with everybody that's how excited we are about this particular baseball game all right we'll take a timeout come back joe dooley joins us on the other side we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, right across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty. Uh, Bryson World gets on, gets on second after a wild throw over to first, but the Pirates go three up, three down after that. So we go to the bottom of the first scoreless in Durham. We'll keep you up to date on ECU and Duke on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right, let's take uh, a look now at Hoops. East Carolina coming off two wins at home last week. They will be on the road to finish out the regular season against Wichita State this weekend. So the midweek off of the Pirates. And yesterday we talked to Joe Dooley uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, and we'll run it right now as uh, he talked about what's going on this week with East Carolina. We also looked back at the week last week. Coach, appreciate your time. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, doing great. And uh, congratulations on the great week. Two home wins for East Carolina, knocking off South Florida and Tulsa in Menjee's Coliseum. And Coach, once again, uh, you never make it easy uh, for the fans. It's always right down to the wire. And uh, you won two close ball games, Coach. And I remember you saying when you first got here for your second 
uh, tenure here at East Carolina. I, I want to say it was the open introductory press conference, but you said there's going to be games that you know are, are five to seven points with five six minutes left on the clock, and you either got to close them out or you got to uh, come back and win those games. And man, you've uh, seen your experiences in those types of games this year. You've been on the wrong side of the few, but the right side of a bunch of them, and your team was able to close two of them out this week. Yeah, there's been a lot of close games. You look through scores throughout the country. I, I think that you know we've been in a lot of these, these situations. I think, unfortunately, you know we, we've gotten familiar, which I think is good and bad. But there's been a number of them this year, and uh, uh, you know, like you said, we've we've come out on the t- on the top end of it. We've also come out on the bottom end on a, on a couple of these also. Coach, let's, uh, let's talk about what happened towards the end of the game. It was a hard foul. Brandon Suggs reacts to it. Uh, a bit of a skirmish. Could have been a lot worse and, and got a lot uglier, but cooler heads did prevail. But uh, what did you, you say to the team after that uh, that you know outburst at the end of the game there? Well, we've got to be smarter. I mean, there was, you know, it was .4 seconds left, and um, in one regard, we sort of got a break. He, Brandon was actually fouled before the ball was ever inbounded. They grabbed him by the jersey. They kept running, which allowed us, and he caught the ball, so it allowed us to waste some more time. And they were trying to foul him. I, you know, I don't think it was anything. You know, they grabbed him by the jersey, but in those situations, you've got to be smart. You got to be poised. Um, you know, and, and you know, be aware that you know you you know these things. Every every possession counts. Every point counts. And at that point, again, you can't have anything bad happen. And uh, coach, just to, to clarify, is there? There's no further uh, punishment for Suggs and JJ Miles for their fouls as far as missing time for the next game, correct? Well, the league obviously reviews all that type of stuff, so we'll, we'll wait, wait for those guys to finish everything. Okay, gotcha. Joe Dooley joining us, coach. You got some time off before the regular season finale against Wichita State coming up on Saturday. So, what is uh, what's the the week going to be like for your team? We were off yesterday. We'll practice uh, this afternoon. We'll practice tomorrow morning early, uh, and then we will we will be off on Wednesday. We'll do we'll start working on Wichita State tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back on on uh, Thursday morning, which will allow the guys almost to get two days of rest. Uh, you know, this time of the year the guys are a little beat up, so we'll practice Thursday and Friday morning. Then we'll leave for Wichita Friday afternoon. Speaking of guys beat up, it was good to see J.J. Miles in the lineup on Saturday. What, what's uh, the latest on R.J. Felton, Coach? Do you expect to see him the rest of the year? Uh, we're hoping he'll be able to do some stuff in practice uh, this afternoon. Uh, you know, some movement stuff. He's been progressing. And uh, the big thing is, you know, is getting eliminating the pain and also mobility. But he able to, you know, the big thing is being able to cut and slide and drive off your back foot. And, uh, he's, he's making some progress. So I would like to think hopefully we'll get him back at some point this week. Joe Dooley joining us. Coach, looking at the uh, the win over Tulsa, man, they came out red hot, lights out from three in the first half, scoring 36 points. Uh, they end the game with 59 points. Well, what changed there in the second half defensively uh, for your team against the Golden Hurricane? Well, we, we guarded in the second half. If you look at the numbers in the first half, um, obviously it was a, you know, it was a, um, they shot almost 68% at one point in the second half. We got the number lower. And I thought that really obviously made the biggest difference when you guard in the second half, like we were capable of it and got some stops and also helped us offensively. 
Joe Dilley joining us. Coach, uh, another key moment there at the end of the game. You're up three, and you decide to foul uh, as Tulsa's bringing it up. I know that's a, it's kind of a hot topic uh, across college basketball. Do you foul up three? Do you let them take that three-pointer? You chose, in that case, to uh, to go for the foul. Obviously, it worked out for you. But how about that situation? Is that something that game-to-game game you do differently, or, or in every case there at the end of the game like that, up three, you're going to foul? More so predicated about the amount of time. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, they were a very good rebounding team. So if there was more time, you know, when you think about it, theoretically, the only way you can lose the game is if if, if uh, on these deals, if you foul a three-point shooter and he makes a shot and it's a four-point play, the other way you can lose the game is if the guy makes the first free throw, uh, misses the second one on, person, on purpose, and they either put one back in and get fouled or they kick it out for a three to beat you. So there's a lot more variables. Everybody just says fouls. Now, I mean, we've, we've looked at the numbers, and Harvard did a study years ago, and statistically, Harvard's the study said don't foul. Now, with as going the full length of the court, uh, with the number we had the other day, you know, it was easy because it it, it was going to be a short clock and all those other deals. And yeah. it, uh, it worked out where we, we did get the foul and the, and the and the miss, but then the problem was we didn't rebound the ball, and that's where it became a little bit of a fiasco. <laughs> yeah, and I know that that's been uh, an issue at times for this team this year is is allowing offensive rebounds, and some of it is freak bounces and, and things like that. But what what is it, Coach, about rebounding? Is it more guys not being in the right spot? Is it an effort thing? You know, how do you kind of quantify the, the offensive rebounds the other teams are getting? I think there's a number of things that go into You could say blockouts, but nobody blocks out. Uh, I think it, really it's the pursuit of the ball. I mean, you know, it just doesn't block out at all. They just pursue the ball. I think some of that's. I think some of it's an inherent deal. Also, I think Luigi has a max, for example, on the offensive end of running down loose balls. Uh, Brandon Johnson has an has a knack of running down loose balls. I mean, or rebounds. But you know, then there's other guys that you've coached that um, you know have an unbelievable knack of you know they just seem to get rebounds and, and aren't great. They don't block out. Uh, you know. I think the other thing is our guards need to do a better job of cleaning up a lot of long rebounds. We had six or eight situations that we work on every day where the ball long shots bring long rebounds, and we've got guys running to the restricted circle, so they know better. So that's paying attention a little bit also. Coach, guys are going to make mistakes. As a coach, you want to see them correct those mistakes, not make the same mistake twice. There were at least two cases, maybe three on Saturday, where Luigi got the ball, whether it be off a steal, off a long rebound, around the free throw line, three-point line, and he had some open floor. He could have taken it up the court. Instead, he stops, looks around, passes it to a guard, did not repeat what happened on Wednesday night. So I know you were happy to see that on Saturday, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind them dribbling the ball. It, it, it's really the decision and, and recognizing when to pick up the dribble and why. Um, I mean, Luigi's skill is better than, than, than people would probably give him credit for, but there's also a time and a place and, and a score and a momentum and all those things factor in when you're making these decisions also. Uh, 27 for Tristan, uh, 12 for Vance the other night. Uh, JJ added eight. Coach, as you go down the stretch, uh, you're going to need those guys, your your big scorers, to perform. And, uh, man, 27 the other night from Tristan. Big night from him on uh, Saturday. Yeah, and, and made some threes. I mean, he's been struggling a little bit from the three-point line, especially in the second. He shot it, but he scored well. Uh, you know, I think one other thing we didn't do is we didn't turn it over many times. And I think it was eight turnovers for the game, which is a great number. Um, so those things all factor in. You know, we talk about it all the time. If you don't turn it over, you can shoot it. So 
So uh, we've been able to get a better job on that, those deals, and we're able to, you know, we didn't shoot a great percentage, but the good thing is we got a lot of shots. Joe Dooley joining us, Coach, as you wrapped up a win on Saturday. Uh, there was some craziness happening around the country with seven top ten teams losing on Saturday, the most all-time on a single day. Uh, it was capped off with Gonzaga losing to St. Mary's that night. So as you looked across the college basketball landscape Saturday night, uh, how about that day? That was a wild day of college basketball. Yeah, when the top six teams lose, it's very peculiar. Uh, you know, he got home in time to watch. I did not watch the end of the Gonzaga game, but I did watch Baylor in Kansas. Baylor looked really good. You know, the you know, great home win, great atmosphere. Watching some of these other games, I mean, even yesterday you watched Michigan State and uh, Purdue. I mean, there's been a lot of close, close games and a lot of really high-level games. Coach, uh, Wichita State will be the first meeting between the two teams this year as the game in Greenville uh, was canceled. So what do you know about the Shockers and uh, and what's it going to take to beat them on the road on Saturday? Well, Etienne is in the, you know, was the preseason player of the year and uh, really can score from the perimeter. Uh, a lot of experience back. Udizi is a, is a big kid that can really score in the post. Uh, Dexter Dennis has, has you know had a really good career as a junior, good, very good wing, and you know, they've plugged in some guys. They had a junior college kid that was a you know a junior college first team All American and uh, Ricky Council. Uh, you know, is a very athletic guy from actually from North Carolina. So, uh, like a lot of other teams, they've had some ups and downs. Uh, great, you know, it's a great college venue. Wichita State is one of the better places in the conference to play at. Really good crowds. You know, love their Shockers, and uh, you know we'll have to be ready to play. And depending on what happens in the standings, could be uh, game one, and you might see him again uh, next week in the conference tournament. Uh, so uh, it could see a lot of the Shockers here coming up soon. Coach, uh, you've been able to win some road games this year uh, in league play, and uh, we'll play in a tough environment coming up on a Saturday. So is your team, you think, battle-tested to this point to get ready uh, for a conference tournament environment you'll see next week? Well, I mean, the, the conference tournament environment will be a lot different than Wichita State's environment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it, like I said, Wichita State is one of the better environments you've got Houston, and obviously uh, Memphis is a terrific environment. And, and uh, you know, so I think Wichita State's right up there. So I think, you know, playing on the road is a little bit, it's a lot different than playing on a neutral court. Um, but I do think our guys get excited when they play in good fun of good crowds, and, and they should. Joe Dula joining us, Coach. We appreciate your time. Keep up uh, the winning. Great week last week. We'll keep it going, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Joe Dooley joining us today on Pirate Radio Live East Carolina, wrapping up the regular season against Wichita State on the weekend. So they got some days off and uh, to rest the brains and the bodies. And we'll get back to it. And then next Thursday, we'll be watching the game here in the Pirate Radio studio at 1 o'clock if they're in that 8-9 matchup or during Pirate Radio Live uh, which will probably start around 3.30. Uh, I would assume it looks like East Carolina will play uh, next Thursday, 1 o'clock, but still to be determined. Uh, but we'll be here with you watching it, so hang out with us as you keep an eye. Or if you're at work, uh, tune into Facebook Live, YouTube. We'll be watching the game and uh, having a good time here in the Pirate Radio Studios next Thursday for uh, some ECU March Madness. Let's... Uh, Let's make a run in the AAC tournament. How much fun would that be? Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. We got some area teams making a run to a potential high school championship. We'll talk about that with Laika Abibi. Great name. 
He joins us on the other side to talk all things area high school basketball. When we return on Pirate Radio Live, we'll be back with you right after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 54,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clint Brock. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock with you. Let's talk some high school hoops now as the playoffs roll on. And got some area teams still alive, uh, surviving and advancing. We'll talk about it today with Laika Abibi as he joins us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. For the second time, hadn't seen you in a while, Like, Appreciate your time. How are you doing today, man? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me again, Clip. It's uh, great to be back on Pyro Radio. Uh, like you you grind. You are all over this high school stuff. And uh, let's talk about, first of all, who um, you are covering these games for. You're, you're doing a little bit on your own right and and also affiliated with someone so uh so talk about you know what you do covering these games well i'm i've kind of ventured more into photography and videography since we well since we last spoke yeah um i would say well i i now work for wjg sports uh based out of uh wayne county with my friend kai jones and i've also done my own thing too i've been really bouncing all over the place uh not just around here but you know all over and uh i think the platform we've created has grown a lot since we last spoke how many uh high school games did you were you physically at this year you think yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean every time uh, i look you are uh talking about a game covering a game and uh it's pretty impressive i give you guys credit uh uh the fella from uh, Lenore County is a junius. Uh, Junior Smith III. Like he, and now he might be in another venture, but there are some guys uh, like you guys that cover it. I know the the schools, the coaches, the parents are really appreciative of that, right? Uh, yes, sir. I, I would say this community has really embraced all of us, and we we definitely appreciate the support from them, and we hope to you know continue to make it grow and try and provide something that these student athletes get like a, have a platform to showcase how talented they are in these respective sports on twitter uh, you can follow them you might already be uh at strika nation 24 underscore uh like how did you come to get over sixteen thousand followers on twitter uh that that took that took some time uh i mean it growing a platform takes time and honestly i think that kind of played into how Kai and I grew WJG Sports. We it took it took us a lot of time to get YouTube subscribers, and eventually they started to grow. And I mean, the platform just became great, at least for my Twitter. But I don't I don't really I don't really take it that seriously. It's <laughs> good. I'm still, I'm still an ordinary person at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, who's still alive. And of course, uh, if it's March, if it's high school basketball. Here in the East, Farmville Central is still playing. They are rolling. I asked Bailey, Brian Bailey, yesterday, 
is anybody going to get the Jaguars this year? He thinks Kinston could do it if they are to meet up. But before we get to that, let's talk about this Jaguars team. Uh, Larry Williford is there. He's got the machine rolling. Who are their go-to guys on this year's uh, Jaguars team? Like there, there are a lot of guys who have uh, be- become upperclassmen and main contributors that were on previous state championship teams and didn't have as big a role. But this year, they're kind of those leaders. So uh, you have Josh Short, who, to my knowledge, has an offer from East Carolina already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the junior forward, who's very athletic, gets to the basket at will, and he's really like the heart and soul of the team. And he's been—he's really his game has really grown from his freshman year to now. They also have uh, Jaden Pitt at point guard, who's very crafty, can get his own shot, creates well for himself and others, and. Uh, I would say they have one, only one senior on this team, which is incredible to think about. Yeah. Uh, Derek Cox Jr., who's incredibly athletic, uh, fin- does a lot of the dirty work, uh, rebounds well, finishes in the paint. Uh, and they, they also got some young guys, Jadakis Daniels and Alex Moyes, who are sophomores and start. And then they've had a freshman that's come in, uh, Michael Williams Jr., who's really been uh, a shooting specialist for them and Honestly, this Farmville Central team has a lot of options to go to. A lot of Jags uh, we see on TV now, and then most notably maybe uh, Terquavion Smith, but Justin Wright uh, is having a big year too, right? Former Jag. Absolutely. He's been all over the place. Uh, NC Central, he started to get hot as MEAC conference play has uh, gone on. And honestly, it, it says a lot that they could have you know, to Quavion Smith at NC State. I know they've kind of struggled record-wise, yeah. but he is their second-leading scorer. And Justin Wright, I think, is like second or third for NC Central, something like that. So, you know, recent – I think most people around here know Farmville Central's recent history and how well they've performed over the last several years. Who does Farmville Central have tonight? Uh, they play St. Paul's. Okay. Uh, very, very good team out of Robson County. They're – number four seed they had to come back from down 17 in their previous round against Hereford County to advance so uh, that is a pretty difficult opponent for Farmville because they got a lot of size we could be on a collision course for Farmville Central and Kinston we shall see how about uh the the Kinston Vikings this year who's uh who's making that ship go uh I mean I think everybody knows uh Jeremy Dixon has been their main contributor. He just committed to Winston-Salem State, so he'll be teaming up with another former uh, former Farmville Central Jag, uh, Samash Teal. Okay, yeah. Uh, and another and former Kinston Viking, Isaac Parson. Oh, and also, uh, <laughs> and, and actually there are two former Farmville Central Jags, Dyquavius Wilkins, who was on the 2019 state championship Okay, team. cool. Uh, but Jeremy Dixon has been their go-to option. He's been excellent in every facet both ends of the floor he impacts the game uh of course they have dante ellis at point guard who's played excellent as well jalen cobb i mean uh they they have a lot of athleticism uh and they for a while gave farvels a game in that uh kinston mlk showcase uh in mid-january before uh extracurriculars stopped that game yeah but Kinston is playing their best basketball. They've only lost, I believe, just that lone game to Farmville Central, and they've had an excellent season under Coach Tindall. Of course, we've had crowds back this year. I talked to a high school ref recently, and he said, you know, the coaches and players are kind of the same as they've always been, but for whatever reason, the fans have been extra rowdy this year. He said there's been, like, 
four or five games that uh, he's been in that have had altercations like that. And it's not the guys on the court, right? It's the the people in the stands that have caused some issues. Yeah, there have been uh, several occasions where fans have kind of taken it a little too far. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it is good to have fans back in the stands because it feels, it feels a lot more normal than – last year where it's pretty much empty in every gym and it just didn't feel right you know like places like farmville and kinston and all these pitt county schools rose like for example like all these places having fans again like it's it's very nice to see and honestly the fans have played a big role in some of the teams that you know won their games recently to get to the playoffs like what other uh area teams are still alive here in the playoffs well, in terms of the two-five-two, both Rocky Mount teams uh, are still alive. You also have both Wilson Prep teams. Uh, they uh, North Edgecombe boys. I think I, I can't recall anyone else off the top who's from the from the immediate two-five-two area. We just saw. Uh, oh, Kip, well, Kip Pride, I guess two-five-two area too. We just saw South Central Conley boys. Uh, those teams lose. Conley. Uh, Joe Dooley said last week after a win that it was a, a tractor pull and a rock fight. Uh, it looked like Conley was playing those types of games this year, some low-scoring games, right? Uh, but I got to give a lot of credit to Coach Maloney. He has uh, – his his game planning is one of the – he's like a top-notch coach. He's one of the very best around. And his getting his team to, what was it, like 19, 20 wins, uh, they've, they've had an excellent season. And I was at – that particular rock fight with South Central at the end of the on, on senior night, thirty six to twenty nine. Uh, I think football score. I think great football score. Um, uh, yeah. Well, heck, with the way Conley and uh, and those teams play, the football scores being like the sixties or seventies. I mean, that's. Uh, but uh, was able to get it done this year. But they lose on Saturday, a game they led at halftime, I believe, but ended up losing. Um, and so what about on the, uh, the girls side of things, uh, are the area girls teams, uh, out as well, or some still playing? Well, you still have the Farmville Central, uh, girls as well are very talented team. They've got two division one commits now, Amaya Joyner, who'll be playing at oh, yeah. ECU, uh, and Journey McDaniel, who's playing at East Tennessee State University, awesome. both very excellent players. They've got a good chance to get back to States this year, uh, Good matchup tonight with Roanoke Rapids, and if they win, presumably they'd have to play St. Paul's in regionals, assuming they beat East Bladen. That would be one of the best matchups on the calendar Saturday if that does come to be. But Farmville Central girls have been very, very good this year. Uh, Bailey, as late as yesterday, said he didn't know where the regional would be on Saturday. Is that still the case? Like, I, st- I still don't know myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah. I've heard everything from it's going to be at the higher seed to uh, certain high school sites, uh, but I've not heard a definitive answer on that. Kind of strange. Uh, Laika Abibi joining us today here in the Pirate Radio studios. Laika, who are the – put you on the spot here, and you probably already named some of them, but who are the best players you've seen, guys that are going to go to the uh, the college level after this, guys and girls? Who, who are the be- Who stands out to you here in this 2022 season? Oh man, I, I don't know if I can answer that fully because if I miss somebody, somebody's going to be, like, be mad at you. Yeah. They're going to be pitchforks right at my door. Um, <laughs> but I did name a few already. Yeah. Josh Short has been really good. Jeremy Dixon from Kinston. Uh, I really like uh, Deontay Joseph from D.H. Conley. He is a player that 
most college coaches should be on already, unsigned senior. Joseph Thompson at South Central. Uh, I've talked about Amaya Joyner and uh, Journey McDaniel. Let's see. Kyla Silver at Conley has been excellent for their girls' team. Uh, unfortunately, they lost in the third round as well to probably the best team in the 4A East, if I had to say, Apex Friendship. Uh, they uh, – just Pitt County is just – you know, Pitt County basketball this year has been excellent. Of course, Zamaria Jones at North Pitt is another one that – most people know about who's she's going to likely play somewhere very nice as well well another service you provide is really getting some names out there for like coaches and on the the college level should know and probably do know most of the talent here in the area but it does seem like uh there are guys and, and girls that go overlooked so uh you know your coverage and you highlighting people uh probably helps them out so i would think uh well, I would like to believe that's the yeah. case. Uh, I, I'm not going to say, you know, videography is like the be-all, tell-all. There's different. There's many type of ways to get film out to coaches and all that. Um, at the end of the day, this this part of the state gets very under-recruited by, now I'm not going to say the Division One schools in particular, but really everybody. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of hidden gems all over the place uh, from from here to the Outer Banks, to Wilmington and everywhere in between. There's so much good talent around here, not just in basketball, in every sport. Uh, so where will you be tonight? Good question. <laughs> uh, th- at this point, we're, we're in the fourth round of the playoffs. At this point, it's going to be very difficult to pick what game I'm going to. But ultimately, I'm, sh- I'm sure uh, every game this evening will be very good for the rest of and for the rest of the season, it's going to be high-level stuff. Good stuff. Uh, like, uh, BB, uh, what, what else do you want to get out there? Like, I uh, gave your, your Twitter account, but where else can people find your work and, and everything you do? Well, I started my own videography business called Striker Lights uh, and L-I-T-E-S at the end. And you can follow that on all social media okay. platforms, YouTube and all that. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you again for having me. You know, we got a lot of love for Pirate Radio. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I wanted to uh, to highlight some of these high schools, some of these players here on Pirate Radio Live, and uh, we'll do it again down the road, man. appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me, Clip. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more for you here on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Flip Rock. Alrighty, one more segment to go here in hour number two. Jacob Jenkins Cowart with a base hit through the left side of the infield, and the Pirates have a base runner here in the top of the third. Good job by Nick Logish to get out of the second inning with a bender uh, strikeout to end the second frame. So East Carolina and Duke are scoreless top of the third, one man on, two men out for Alec Makarevich. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. 
as we move along here on pirate radio live i hope you are enjoying college baseball hope you are excited about opening day of the kbo coming up on april i believe i saw that was april 1st every time i hear that i think of mike wright yeah i think of mike wright i think of mike mullis and i think of covid and i think of that big giant sword yeah that uh the champions were wielding after uh the mike wright and crew won that championship uh i hope you uh enjoyed little league baseball high school baseball basically any kind of baseball outside of major league baseball uh because there will be no opening day it appears uh mlb and the mlbpa met today uh mlbpa got an offer from mlb that writers are describing as kind of a final offer uh to try to have an opening day for major league baseball the uh offer was scoffed at i take and uh no deal was done rob manfred will speak at five o'clock but as of right now uh does not appear there's none now minor league league baseball will still take place i should have mentioned them i hope you enjoy your minor league baseball well we got a lot of former pirates in the minor league system so that might be interesting to watch exactly that's what we'll be following we'll be following pack and burley and krasinski and i'm going to be making a few trips and maybe more down to k-town enjoy some minor league baseball down there down east wood ducks will be in action as well so uh yeah and we'll see if they gain a little more attention with uh the squabbles going on major league baseball just turning off so many people uh with these squabbles i hadn't really paid attention to it rob manfred needs to get out i'll continue to not really pay attention to it but it's uh (laughs) <laughs> as one player dm'd a braves writer that i saw david o'brien as the duke blue devils get out of the inning on a five to four infield put out um baseball uh owners team owners are sabotaging themselves they're killing the sport that they are a part of so you know it takes two to tango you can be <laughs> mad at whatever side you want to Either way, this is all stupid. Well, you know what? Look at the bright side, Clipper. You're, right, look at you, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> your Atlanta Braves will be the defending World Series champions for two years, potentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If they don't come up with something and ha- act like they got some sense by the end of the day, there will be no baseball this year. No, that's not true. Uh, there will be no. It looks like there's going to be no opening day, March 31st. So, which is very sad because I feel like a lot of people get invested into opening day. They have the day baseball. It's usually around what holiday? Um, is there a holiday on that Monday? You know what? Just take a break for a minute. No, no. I want to finish what I was saying. But people are invested in it, and then I feel like just like me. I get into all of baseball on that day. I'm like, oh, look, Yankees and Braves are playing or whatever. And then later on, I'm like, nah. And then I might not get invested in it until postseason. I get super hyped uh, around opening day because you have the, uh, what are those things called, Shirley? The red, white, and blue. What would you the call drapes. those things? Dr- well, maybe. Yeah, banners, drapes. Banners. Yeah. Okay, whatever they're called. They're around all the stadiums. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful. There's kids I like them. smiling. Buy me some peanuts and cracker, cracker jacks. jacks. 
I had those the other no, night. No, Cracker Jack. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. <laughs> All right, we're not doing the Jim Rome at Nike bit. Buy me some <laughs> peanuts uh, and Cracker Jack. Uh, let's take a look at some holidays, Chandler. I thought there was a holiday. Uh, Am I wrong? No, nah, then maybe you are. What around opening day? Yeah, like April something. Uh, I know Mother's Day is like a couple. Well, of weeks at the end the of season. May is what Memorial Day weekend. I believe it's the end of May. There is a weekend, but I think it's Memorial Holiday. Day weekend. I can never remember. Memorial I, Day is May twenty seventh. Okay, yes, so because that's when I'm going to be out of town. That is a yeah, a little bit away from where Chandler's talking. Man, I swear I thought oh, it was like a holiday. In K Town, but no, there is a holiday where there is some day baseball on, holiday. and for some reason, for some reason, for some reason, I thought it was on opening day. But I was wrong. Well, I mean, some people consider opening day a holiday. I do remember being on spring break uh, back in high school uh, for opening for one of those opening days. That is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, here are your national days today. So it's March. Oh, my God. March the 1st. There's something for every day, right? It's... Uh, I don't know what that is. It's National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Well, I'm eating peanuts. Shirley so close is eating enough. peanuts as we speak. Shirley, do you like your peanut butter creamy or crunchy? Creamy. Chandler. Creamy. Don't give me no nutty peanut butter. I kind of like <laughs> a little crunch in mine. Give me crunchy. That's sickening. If I ever, when I was a kid. How is it sickening? Oh, it's disgusting. When I was a kid at White Lake, and I want a break, and I'm like, oh, man, a PB&J sounds nice. I've got one. Hey, you mind if I get it? Sure. Grab it. Take a bite. Crunch. Don't want it. Take it back. So when you eat peanuts, do you need them, like, chewed up and spit into your mouth like a baby bird? No, just some people. No, I don't like the creaminess and the crunchiness together. All right. If it's going to be crunchy, it needs to be a peanut. If it's going to be creamy, it needs to be peanut butter. Amen. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Shirley, it is also Fat Tuesday. Fat. I'm well on my way, so all right. <laughs> Mardi Gras uh, going on. It is also National Pancake Day. Pancakes or waffles, guys? Oh. Ooh. Ah. Mm. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I probably, I've probably I- ate more pancakes in my days. Yeah, than waffles. But I do like but a good I think waffle. I would go with a waffle if you had the option. Yeah, I think I, I would too. I, actually, I think I would go waffle. Yeah, I, I I do like my pancakes, but you can't turn down a good waffle. I'm on nationaltoday.com, so pancake day is today National Compliment Day. Well, I, I thought I saw that. I haven't got to that yet. Oh, there's, sorry. There's a million of these, Shirley. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> National Pig Day. In the appreciation love category, I think this is not about eating. This is more about appreciating the animal that is the pig. We, uh, I grew up on a pig farm. <laughs> and that is funny how? You were raised uh, as am I one funny? of... funny? I'm funny how? You were brought up and raised as one of the pigs on the farm? <laughs> and you made it's, it out? It's just like Jungle Book, but it's a different type of like book. Shout out to my brothers and sisters that didn't make it out. That made it on barbecue sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Or, or bacon They realized uh, that's a human in that pig pen. Let's get him out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oink, oink, oink. 
It is uh, World Music Therapy Day. Don't know what that is. Chandler, I want to shake your hand. It I want to shake your hand. National Sportsmanship Day. I want to shake his hand. 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 <laughs> well, too bad the uh, handshake line's going out the door. Yeah, the Pirates and Golden Hurricane did not celebrate that on Saturday. It is National Wedding Planning Day. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. And Shirley? Shirley? It is World Compliment Day. There you go. You look great today, Shirley. Let's do an exercise right now. Let's go around the horn. Chandler's already got the ball rolling here. But let's give out some compliments. Clip, your hat is fantastic. I absolutely do. It works wonders with your shirt. Thank you. Clip, I appreciate you being in my life. You are just the wind beneath your wings the wind beneath my (laughs) wings you are a inspiration to me and a mentor and i appreciate you so much and you are a great man that's very nice of you to say chandler uh you do a great job here on air and also uh have really grown in the sales department developing relationships and you know sometimes we laugh joke around but you have a professional side that is to be commended i do appreciate well done thank you well done shirley um it's been said a number of times but without you here there is no pirate radio everything that goes into what people don't know about as far as the logs um (laughs) traffic traffic commercial all everything the things that you have seen me drive myself absolutely so basically (laughs) what basically what we're saying is if it wasn't for you it would go to hell in a handbasket. Yes. So thank you for being here and for well, thank you being a fun person to work alongside of. Thank you. All right. There you go. All right. That's enough of that. What other? What other? Did, y'all didn't compliment each other. Oh. I did Chandler? say. I did say she looked nice. Oh yeah, Charlie. What do you got? Chandler. And I just did say that she would be. We would be nothing without her. But anyway, what do you got to say to me? I sincerely appreciate your enthusiasm when you come to work every day. Hmm. That's a good one. I sincerely appreciate the fact that you have taken our good-natured ribbing mm-hmm. in stride because uh-huh. some people, you know, that might not have uh, as thick of skin as you do <laughs> might run out of here screaming as much as we kind of give you a hard time over every little thing. But we kid because we love so there you go good point on his attitude shirley because uh sometimes shirley's not in the best of moods yeah that is that is very true i wouldn't say i'm i'm in a bad mood sometimes but i am in a mood where i'm like leave me alone i just want to kind of be in here by myself but chandler is always upbeat and always brings a positive attitude to work that is that's a great one shirley yeah because sometimes you come in with that great attitude and i'm just looking at you like could you just go back out the back door and just stay there? <laughs> Take that attitude and don't. And that has toilet. nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with me. I'm just saying. It is. There are just some days I'm in that mood where I'm just like, I am over today and it's not even 10 o'clock yet. It is National Frozen Food Month. Yo! It is National Athletic Training Month. Mm. It is National Cheerleading Safety Month. It is National Celery Month. Why would you celebrate that thing? It's like eating air. It is Dolphin Awareness Month. Are you aware of dolphins? The Miami Dolphins? I'm aware that the dolphins suck. (laughs) All right. There's literally like 
a hundred, more than a hundred. Give me some of the most off the wall ones. I feel like I have. Oh, I just Steve, felt- Steve on Facebook has some compliments. What did he say? He said, "Clip, you are not fat and stinky today." Shirley, you are better at music trivia than I am. Oh, God. And Chandler, your team is a formidable challenge at sports trivia. Steve, thank you. Well, that was very nice. It really wasn't. How? Because he said you're not fat and stinky? Today. Which means that he could be Uh, fat and stinky tomorrow. I feel like he's being a little insincere. So I do not accept that compliment. Okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Let's take a time out. Hey, you know who's a great guy to have on the show on National Compliment Day? <laughs> si Seymour. <Cy> Seymour. <laughs> the guy with the greatest enthusiasm ever. He is a good kid, a it, good team, tough, and a tough leg. leg. If there's any day to have Si Seymour on, it is National Compliment Day. And he's going to throw out a lot of compliments to this Pirate basketball team and every team and every player across the country. Uh, looking forward to some basketball talk with Sai when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Pirates and Blue Devils scoreless in the fourth. Pirates have a man on, nobody out. We'll keep you up to date on that as we roll on Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer inspired by Topo Chico Mineral Water's legendary taste. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer is gluten-free and contains only 100 calories. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer has an ultra-refreshing crisp taste with real lime juice and tequila uh, flavor. Look for the uh, Topo Chico Variety Pack today at your favorite retailer. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer is proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage Company. Please drink responsibly. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, Shirley. I love hearing you say Topo Chico. That's fun. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. It's it's a little bit of a tongue twister there. I've actually had the Topo Chico. I was out in the jungle watching that opening series with Bryant. And uh, my buddy Joe had them. And I said, what the hell is that? And I had no beer left. He was like, you want to try one? I said, yeah, sure. It was delicious. They have all kinds of flavors, pineapple. They had like some kind of guava uh, and some other flavors, too, that you should try. Papa Chico. There you go. Good stuff. Pirates go down in the fourth. They have had some opportunities to get some runs in today, but unable to do so. Just had first and third with two outs after an Agnos hit, but Bryson World grounds out to first base. So we remain scoreless heading into the bottom of the fourth inning in durham we'll keep you up to date on that we'll also talk some pirate hoops here today on the bud light ec report brought to you by bud light si seymour calls games for espn plus uh the home games this year so his broadcast season uh has come to an end but he joins us today here on pirate radio live to talk some hoops si, always great to talk with you how you doing man 
I'm doing great, Clip. Having a good day. I hope you are. Yes, sir. It's a uh, beautiful day here in eastern North Carolina, and uh, a nice time for the Pirates to, as Joe Dooley uh, said, get a little mental and physical break as they don't play again until Saturday in the regular season finale against Wichita State. How about last week, Si? Two home wins uh, for the Pirates, knocking off South Florida and Tulsa. Yeah, and, and really two good wins. Uh, South Florida, you know, they end up winning on Saturday. I mean, it, it, none of these, all of these teams are about even, except for about three or four. They've got a little bit more juice. But uh, listen, that's a great win against South Florida. And then to, to beat, I, I really think a team that's just had hard luck all year, uh, Tulsa, who is used to winning, and with a really good coach, Frank hates a good coach. Uh, that's a good. That's a that's a really great win. I really have doubts that. And you get two in a row because it's so hard, and the Pirates came through. If you'd have told me going into the year, ECU sweeps Tulsa this year, so I might have said you were crazy just because of the history uh, between the two schools. But uh, they got them on the road, got them here at home. And and once again, Si, every game is is nip-tuck at the end. And, and we've talked about some didn't go the Pirates' way. They've had a lot go their way this year. And sure enough, two more games last week where with three, four minutes left, it's right there for either team to take it. And, and credit to East Carolina for getting both of them. Yeah, what a great job uh, Joe Dooley's done with this ball club. I mean, you got you got to look up and his and his veterans. He's kept them and they played well and did what they had to do. And then you blend in. I I really think uh, when you look at this ball club, I think the bigs have done a good job. I, I'm talking about Luigi Debeau and Brent, Frank and Debeau. They played well. The freshmen have played well. R.J. Felton and and and, uh, and then when you look at Johnson's done a good job and and. and then you look at the group that's been back, and he kept them all. Really good year. You lost you lost a good one in Gardner, but you've saved a lot of good players on that ball club. Cy Seymour joining us. Cy, you talk about this time of the year, and, and you got to have good guard play uh, once you get into a tournament and, and a guy that can – uh, put you over the top and and help you survive in advance. And how about Tristan Newton the other night? Big night for him, and and we've seen that in flashes from Tristan. And and you just hope he can keep it going down the stretch here. And and if the Pirates need a shot, if they need a bucket, if they need a guy to go to the free throw line at the end of a game, uh, they give Tristan Newton the ball, and and he'll get it done for you. He certainly did the other day. You know, you've hit it on the button. I mean, let's get real. He had 27 points, only had one turnover on the day, and I guess six or seven assists. I can't remember, but it was up there pretty good. And rebounded well. And and that's what that young man does. And this is a kid that's from El Paso, Texas, that give credit to Joe Dooley and his staff for recruiting him. He averaged 36 a game in a small high school, and he turns out to be a really a star in the American. And he's done it every year. He's quiet, doesn't say a lot, and he gets it done, and he's back. You know, you got another year with him. Just a tremendous player, and uh, he's come through in every situation this year. I mean, he, he just really steps up. And, and I think it's leadership. I also think Tremont's had a big-time year. Yeah. I think Tremont's, when, when ECU wins against a lot of teams, Tremont's been the offense, couple of big threes or a three-point play or a steal. That makes the difference, and Suggs is out, out same way. But those three guys are back, and they played lights out all year. That that tells you what can happen if you can keep kids together over a period of time. They just get better and better. Quick side note, side uh, Tristan, I, I didn't know this until Saturday. Uh, comes from an athletic family, so I met. 
uh sub dogs saturday night meeting an, uh, an old friend ariel epstein formerly of uh wcti 12 was in town and uh, i met her down there and we get a catch wind of packers running back aaron jones is hanging out at sub dogs and uh so we start to look around and then i see tristan newton and and si, i don't like to go up to people and ask for pictures and things like that but i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna use tristan as my in here so i said hey uh tristan man can we get a uh, picture with uh, you and your, your crew here so i was able to to chat very briefly with uh aaron jones but i saw video my wife showed me video of aaron i guess he posted on his instagram of him hollering and cheering for the pirates and mingies on saturday uh rooting for his cousin tristan that was pretty cool yeah and, and did it last year oh, okay awesome yeah yeah it, it, it's a big deal i mean it is. we don't know it because we're rich we you know we're washington <laughs> so you know we don't keep up with other teams but you're right uh he came. He came last year, and, and you're right. Tristan comes from an athletic family, and they wanted to play hard and win too. And that's a big time win for the young man. But and his mom and dad are wonderful. Uh, their military background, uh, and, and just just good people, and and such a good win for the Pirates. But for all of them, it's a good win. The team win. Yep. Uh, and and I, you know what I like is that these kids are graduating. Joe Joe's team. When they go out on the floor for senior day, these guys are graduating in the spring. I mean, they've done the right stuff to get through school. And when you look at Joe's record on graduation, he has stepped up. Now he and he means business on that. He'll, he'll tell you he's so proud of JJ getting his degree. That's the kind of guy. That's what you want to hear. Our kids are graduating and they're playing hard, and so you're excited about it. Yeah, I, I read the um, senior day intro style on the PA Saturday, and I was pretty. Uh, I was very impressed at all the academic accolades for those guys uh, that, that walked on the court before the game that day. So, uh, very impressive stuff on and off the court. And and by the way, Sai, final note on Aaron Jones. I think my sales pitch for him to join Washington fell flat. So I might need you to help me out on that one. <laughs> So you can you can get to work on that. Cy Seymour, Cy Seymour joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. So, uh, Cy, once again, the week off, and, and I mentioned it earlier, Dooley said mental and, and physical uh, rest for the guys. They'll get some practice in uh, before heading off to Wichita. But th- this comes at a pretty good time, right, Cy? You, you get uh, a week to, to relax a little bit. You get one final game and then uh, a few more days to, to prepare for the tournament. So uh, I think this little... Uh, what do you call it, a bye midweek for East Carolina, whatever you want to call it, comes at a really good time here at the end of the year. You know, it is. Some people will tell you they'd rather have it somewhere around the 1st of February or the end of January just because they need legs. But I'll tell you, Coach Dewey's done a great job of playing a lot of kids, trying to eliminate, uh, uh, I think, limit uh, time so they're not too much beat up. You know, a lot of times ECU's had to go 38 minutes and, 39 minutes, and I know Kristen does that a lot, but Coach Dooley's well aware of the, the problems of doing that, and he has tried to handle it right. This gives him a week at the end of the year to really rest and get them ready and get a couple of nicks and bruises healed, and uh, it comes at a great time for East Carolina. And they were winning when they would have had a break. That's really big to do that. They've had, had some real good wins uh, here down the stretch. Right now, East Carolina sits eighth in the American. They can get up to seventh if Cincinnati uh, loses a couple here, Cy, and and then East Carolina beats Wichita State. So, uh, but as of right now, it looks like we might have 
Wichita State coming up Saturday, then Wichita State coming up next Thursday in the first round of the AAC tournament. And uh, we have yet to see the Shockers. They were supposed to come here earlier this season. Uh, that game was not played, so this will be the first uh first game against them and jeff charles and, and just about everybody will say it side that and then you can uh, attest to it that is is that the toughest environment you think to play in those fans love some basketball there uh in kansas yeah the roundhouse is great i mean it really is it is a home court advantage they've got a winning tradition that it, when we went uh two two years ago whenever we were there uh, the place the, the student section was filled up 35 40 minutes before the game and people are just coming in. This, you know, this is a pretty big city. Understand that Wichita is not a small town. It is a major city. Uh, and when you, I think, 390,000. I mean, it's, it's not a small place at all. Well, then you take into it, there's no pro game in, in the whole state. You know, it, I mean, in that area, not in that part of the state. And, and so it is all they do. That basketball team is everything to them. And they show up. And the Koch brothers are big givers there, and, and they support that program. Uh, and, and they show up. It's loud, and it, it, it's, a, it's a great place to play. I, I enjoy that. It, you know how Benji's can get? It's like that every night. Yeah. It's full, though. It's completely full, and it's loud like that every game. But Benji's it really is a great place, too. When, when ECU's right, yeah. that's a tough place to play, but... I would say when uh, when I look at Wichita State, the best arena. Tough environment for the Pirates coming up on Saturday. We'll talk about the AAC tournament more next year. Si, how about this past Saturday? You had seven top ten teams lose on the same day. You had one through six in the AP Top 25 lose. And all the years of basketball we've watched, Si, uh, that has never happened before. Just a, a wild Saturday and really sets up for a fun uh, month of March. It, it really – I know we say this and people get tired of it, <laughs> but there is so much parity. Yeah. Then you throw in transfer portals. It's, it's really – the tournament – if you said to me who you think will win it, I, I, think that, I think there are probably 15 teams that can win it. I'm, I'm not just saying that. I, Baylor could win it. Duke could win it. If Houston's right, they could win it. I mean, uh, and I'm leaving out teams. I'm just throwing out three, but there's there's so many. Kansas, my God, how do you leave out Kansas? And I'm just saying a few. I know, I know what you mean. I, like Arkansas is a team right now that I wouldn't want to play if I'm in the tournament, and they're ranked. They're like tied for 14th in the polls, so you can go all the way back there. Here's one. They may not get in, but if they get in and they play well. Memphis is as good as anybody in the country. <laughs> they beat Alabama like a drum early in the year when yeah. Alabama was ninth in the country. That that's how crazy and they may not get in. I mean, it is just so much fun. And and ECU beat Memphis. That's how much fun this year's tournament's gonna be. It, it, it's gonna be a treat for guys like me and you. We're gonna really enjoy it. Yes, sir. Joe Lenardi, Joey Brackett's at ESPN. And again, this is not the gospel. It's his guide and, and he's really good at it, so he does know what he's talking about. He's got Memphis as one of his last four in, being the second American team. He's got SMU on his first four out lists. Uh, so the Mustangs, according to Joe Lenardi, still some work to do, which uh, for Memphis, for SMU, and then for every team under them in the American, it's uh, it's going to be a, 
a wild AAC tournament because uh, the other teams going to have to win to get in. But for SMU and Memphis, they're going to be playing each game there at the Dickies Arena, kind of fighting for their live side. And there's a lot of teams like that across the country that are going to be doing that next week. You, you're, you're right, and, and I love Dickies Arena. This is a beautiful arena, about nineteen thousand seats. Uh, and uh, w- of course, we worked we worked out in it, and then COVID hit, and we didn't get to play it. Uh, oh yeah, play the tournament. So this will be this will be a really good venue to watch a tournament game. The other part you're talking about, I, I really thought our league. I, I'm talking about the American. I thought we got taken last year. I thought there should have been at least we, the league took Wichita or the tournament took Wichita State and Houston, and Memphis won the NIT going away. Yeah. They won it by like 20 points in the finals. They beat everybody in it. didn't matter who it was. And I thought that team should have never been sitting home. And then Houston goes to the Final Four. So you had the team that won the NIT and one team in the Final Four. And that's really, you had three teams. I really think there should have been three teams in. Uh, I, I thought I thought the league got taken last year, and I'm hoping that somehow Tim Jankovic's team can get in. They've had a heck of a year. They were impressive in Greenville, and they've got a good ball club. But there are a lot of good ball clubs thinking the same way, but I'm hoping we can get three in, slip them in. Yeah. Cy Seymour joining us today. No midweek basketball for East Carolina. They returned to the court uh, on the road against Wichita State this weekend. So, Cy, you can kick back, relax, and watch some good basketball beginning tonight, 6.30, Providence and Villanova in a great Big East matchup there. You've also got Coach K, his final road game in the regular season. Uh, Duke taking on Pittsburgh tonight. Purdue at Wisconsin is the top 10 matchup. And Arizona-USC, there's some good there's some good basketball in the Pac-12 we don't see, Cy, si, because they're on too late at night. But remember the run the Pac-12 went on in the tournament last year. So uh, enjoy these, uh, these these this next week, side, si, and uh, we'll get into some tournament play. It's a great time of year, ain't it? It's a great time of year. So much fun to watch. and We're very fortunate to have this league to go to in our own backyard. Our league is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it really is. We we. People really need to go out and watch the American Conference because it, it's really a top-notch league every night out. And thank you for what you cover and how you work on it. And, of course, it's, it's just – and I think it's, it's going to be good. The tournament's going to be great. So let's enjoy that one too. Si, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, break down the American Tournament if we can get you. How about that? You know we will. I'll be glad to do it. I'm excited about it. Let's do it, Si. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, Si, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You got it. See you, Clip. All right. One week away then from Sassy Moore AAC Tournament Bracketology here on Pirate Radio. Looking forward to that. Uh, Lane Hoover out at first base. The man loves the chopper, Chandler, as you have stated a few times today because he's hit ground balls and grounded out a couple of times now. It is the top of the fifth inning. One out, nobody on. Pirates and Blue Devils scoreless in Durham. All right, we will take a break. Shirley, you want to make somebody a winner now? All right, let's go. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All righty, 317-1250, the number. It is a new day. It is a new, new month. month. So everybody is eligible to win a prize. What are we giving away today? How about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's? Sounds like taco Tuesday. Let's go. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what call are you looking for? 
I'm going to go with caller number six. All right, caller six can be a winner right now. 317-1250. We are back with more on Pirate Radio Live. Got a Major League Baseball update. Some games have officially been canceled. We'll tell you how long. And uh, also talk a little Pirate football when we return after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville, who walked away with a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and enjoy your favorite uh, favorites like uh, shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, they have ice-cold cervezas, and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All right, just wrapping up a bad MS Paint Photoshop. How am I supposed to do this and host a show at the same time? I'm a a content junkie, much like CJ Schaefer. Junkie. And I'm trying to uh, to wrap this one up. <laughs> Lord have mercy, son. What are you doing, son? Oh, really? that really, is hilarious. Son? What are you doing? I I can see it from here, and that is pretty hilarious. I mean, is this supposed to be like a comedy show or something? This is a reference that a lot of people won't even get, but Shirley and I will because we are of a certain age. (laughs) And I think this is pretty darn good. So we're going to hit tweet on that and see what happens. Voila! Let the magic fly. All right. Congratulations to the doves. Um, The doves. Pirates have broken through. They have a one nothing lead over Duke. It was an Alec Makarevich RBI. He's on third. Was it a double or a triple? No, it, it was a double. It was a and double. And then, and I don't know what happened uh, to advance. Either he stole or there was a pass ball. I, I don't think know. Jenkins Cowart. I think he uh, or Cowart. I think he just got a good read on that ball. Saw that it was going to be getting in the gap, and he took off and was able. He's got long legs. Uh, so a big stride, and he was able to get around third and get home to put the Pirates on the board. one nothing ECU leads. All right. Okay, I have a question about Mustache Marge. What's the question? Please ask. What, what could the question okay, be? Okay, so, of course, obviously, we you know, Mustache Marge. Um, it's for ALS. Are, is for, yes, it's for ALS. It's our f- annual fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have the mustache starting March 1st, or are you, or are you trying to grow out the mustache? And the reason why uh, I ask... Is because Mr. Mac Truck, A Mac, has no mustache. Some of the other players do have mustaches. Nick Logish has a very pencil thin mustache. I think it, veterans in the game do what your CJ Mayhews, your Ryder Giles's, your Bryson Worlds were doing. 
which is have a kind of a beard rolling into late February. Right. And then March 1st, you shave it all off and then just keep the mustache. Who was the guy before CJ Mayhew with a great mustache? Was that Wolf? Was his last name Wolf, a pitcher for ECU that had a just an outstanding mustache? Yeah. um, Jacob Wolf? Yeah. The lefty. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. He had like a handlebar mustache, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. I wonder if John Young is sporting a stash this time of year. Good question. Uh, nice. Well, I was just curious. Nice segue. Mm-hmm. Into football. I didn't mean that, but you're welcome. Shirley, <laughs> let's back up those trucks because we got some work to do around here. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got work to do. It's not all fun and games. Sometimes you got to put in the work, the manual labor. And do the job. The only thing I don't like about work is my headphones don't stay on very well. We are working in the uh, the late hours today, so we can construct you a countdown to kickoff, presented by David Price Construction. <laughs> Chandler, how many days away are we from kicking things off? in the 2022 season. We are 186 days away from ECU kicking off the 2022 campaign with the Wolfpack of NC State right here in Greenville in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Before you know it, it'll be kickoff time. But right now, 186 days away on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. The ECU Football Countdown to Kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alumni David Price. Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, large-scale residential renovations and additions. Call them today, 919-292-5532, or you can go online, davidpriceconstruction.com, for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, proud ECU home services partner. You know the only thing we're missing? What's that? A sledgehammer. Yeah, I, that's I, exactly what we need. In fact, I was when I said we need the beeping truck. I also said we need this, the jackhammer, the jackhammer. Yeah, jackhammer. <laughs> oh, you're saying in studio we, we need, need a, a physical sled, sledgehammer. A physical sledgehammer. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we, um, we need to borrow it from Jake Agnos. <laughs> Zach Agnos, I do that every time. I can't believe I haven't Zach done it Agnos. yet while he's been in I here. Do it, I do it every time. I just want to say Jake every time. I'm going to do it. Because he sounds like Jake. Yeah. He's got a great personality like Jake. Yeah. All right. So yesterday I saw on the social media machine that they were having squat day. Big John was working the guys out and they were doing squats and they were all uh, fired up. I love the intensity. I love the The intensity intensity of a football weight room chandler especially especially off-season. in the off season like in february yeah in january in the winter workout because everybody's pumping up each other yeah you're so happy for your teammate that kind of stuff like the the other day we saw when, the first time we did the david price construction countdown to kickoff we were talking about keaton mitchell they were doing up downs early in the morning yeah and his energy and his leadership was shown in that video and then there was a few people in this video today with the squats that uh I guess they were hitting PRs from personal records, and uh, they were very, very excited and jacked up. Uh, quick buck scoreboard, 2 nothing ECU. 
as I think that was Wilcoxon that hit a comebacker to the pitcher and it careened off his foot. And uh, so now we have runners at first and second with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. All right, Pirates breaking through first in this one up 2 nothing over Duke. Um, Chandler, on that note, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having Bryce Williams in here tomorrow. He may have already seen this video, but I could just hear him watching this video like, Dang, I remember that brings back memories. Dang, Dang I remember that. that. So that's um, where you uh that reminds that's me. where you kind of form that bond with your teammates. That Dang. reminds me uh Swamp Monster. He was putting up like six hundred pounds. Terry Williams was a beast. <laughs> um I reached out to one of Bryce's old teammates to see if we could double dip on a football interview on Wednesday. Uh we can't do it the first couple weeks here in March, but late March Oh, about had a collision, but Duke gets out of the inning. Late March, early April, we'll have Bryce Williams in studio and former ECU cornerback Rocco Scarphone on the phone. Oh, nice. On the Rocco Scarphone. As uh, <laughs> he says, he's uh, he's got something going on job-related, but would be very happy to join us coming up in a few weeks. So, One of uh, the best names met, in ECU football. Yeah. I met his parents. Family? His I family. Met, I met his family. Did you get up behind him and dance? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did see them in a uh, restaurant establishment in Uptown Charlotte, and uh, I can't remember how I started talking to this woman. Maybe I sorry. May I sit here or something? And she was talking, and she said, "I like your hat. My son plays football for ECU." I said. What's his number? I guarantee I know who he is. Look at this guy. And I, she said, number 10. And I said, is your son named Rocco Scarphone? <laughs> and she said, oh, my goodness. Yes, he is. Why are you talking so sassy to this woman? Because I was just, I mean, I because was bragging. Because the sass I, I was is bragging. real. It because, ain't bragging but, but, if it happened. But it's it, not bragging if, if it happened. happened. That's and correct. you knew the number. You knew the player. I knew him. I said, just say the number. I'll know who he is. And it was Rocco Scarphone. You should have like kept go- really annoyed him. Like, say another number. Yeah, say a number number. Who is number number? Say a number number. Say a number number. So there's Chandler a cool new story. Ruin that family's dinner. We'll talk about that with Rocco and a lot more. Bri- a lot of Bryce's old stories. Uh, he said that name, Rocco Scarphone. So I figured he'd be a good one to reach out to to get Rocco's side of the stories. Uh, speaking of former pirates, I put uh, it was uh, reported earlier on our social media sometime this morning, actually. Uh, offensive lineman Brandon Smith, mm-hmm. who played with the Pirates from 2013 to 2017, signed with the Edmonton Elks up in the Canadian Football League. Of course, uh, there's quite a few former pirates that are up there. Deshaun Amos is up there. Yep. Dominique Davis. Uh, not yeah. Yep. Dominique Davis. Yep. Uh, is to, I get him and pinkney mixed up all the time but dominique davis stanley bryant of course is a gray cup champion two-time gray cup champion and uh, he plays for the winnipeg bombers um so there's a lot of uh, former pirates that have that uh, cfl connection uh keith stokes actually um uh, was up in the cfl for quite some time was actually an assistant to uh devon claybrook's uh, the guy better known as Biscuit, mm-hmm. as Jeff Charles likes to say. Biscuit. Uh, he, uh, Clay Brooks was the coach for the BC Lions, and Keith Stokes was on his staff. 
and he has now uh, taken over a high school football program in Pennsylvania, uh, which is the state that he is originally from. So I don't think it's in the city where he's from, but uh, it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of uh, connections there with uh, the Canadian Football League. So we can also keep up with that in the event that Major League Baseball does not get up and running because the CFL plays like later in the summer if my memory serves correctly and by the way sorry clip but kurt ben kurt put on twitter yesterday that he is looking for his black east carolina jersey that he wore against carolina in that uh in that game where the pirates put up a 70 burger um so he's looking for that he's been on the hunt for that for years he's been yes uh, number six isn't it that for a while so uh if anybody knows where that jersey is, please help out former pirate, former cavalier. I feel like we did this a couple of years ago and like thought we had some intel and thought we were tracking it down, but I guess it never came to fruition. Um, John Moody, the story topper, says, I met Rocco's mom at a NASCAR race. <laughs> saw my pirate flag, sought me out to introduce herself. Super nice lady. She uh, was a super nice lady. Whose story is better? Right now, I'm going to go with John. Why? Because he was at a NASCAR race. That's cool. Oh. I was just at some restaurant in Uptown Charlotte. Nah, your story was better because you really set yourself up for failure. I mean, I was risking it. You, you risked it for the biscuit. I was risking yeah. it for the biscuit. And uh, <laughs> you got it right. So, yeah, your story's better, Chandler. I'll give you credit for that one. All right. Um, weird attempt there by Lane Hoover. <laughs> I don't, what the hell was that? I don't know what he was doing. Well, I, I don't know if he was just more concerned about the wall. That and, wall was kind of well, weird. So. It's a very low wall. I think, there's, I think wall. there's a net there, too. Yeah. I think there's a net, so I think it bounced off the net. But it looked like he was nowhere near where that ball was landing. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I have a football-related question, but I'll ask it to you folks when we return. On Pirate Radio Live, East Carolina with a 2 nothing lead. And Ben Terwilliger says, you ain't got to go to Crabtree Valley Mall. But Crabtree, I'm going to snatch your chain. You got to get out of here. Wow. As have Crab- a seat. I used a lot of Crabtree references there. Yeah. <laughs> Some sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree ain't going to get a hit off Terwilliger. Strikes out Crabtree. One out in the bottom of the fifth. Pirates lead 2 nothing. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, uh, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Pirates are out of the fifth, but not without some damage. 
two-run dinger has tied it up at two as we head to the swinging dingers well thank you shirley head to the sixth at durham not a good time shirley not a good time (laughs) read the room sorry read the room (laughs) Uh, willinger gives up a dinger that is correct a tur willinger yeah probably should have stayed in my lane stay in it stay in it read the room stay in it yeah should have read the room uh read a book shirley and chandler question for you spring football coming up okay uh a storyline a a position group okay. a topic starter what 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 are you looking forward to seeing talking about learning more about during this year's spring football campaign offensive line what about it These, speak on that the new guys that we got in here you got the transfer from west virginia parker moore you've got a guy i think coming from new mexico um, and then there was another late uh, get for the Pirates. I mean, that was definitely a category that Mike Houston and his staff were looking to get uh, deeper in depth and, and, and bigger. And sure enough, they got that this offseason. So definitely want to look up how the offensive line is going to be um, because I, I'm trying to think, is guys like Justin Chase, who were veterans on this team, are they gone? Are they still here? Um, I'm not sure, but uh, looking to see how this offensive line looks this spring, uh, that will definitely be something that I will be looking at when the spring game comes, which I think is set for April 9th. Uh, so definitely going to be looking at that offensive line position. All right, good call. Uh, let's take a quick look at the line. So they got the new guys you mentioned. Parker Moore is one from West Virginia. I know. Um, John, maybe the Johnson kid. So I believe, I guess Chase is gone, but Avery Jones is back. Uh, they hope to get Rob Vanderland back from injury. Who missed just about all of last season last year. Uh, Mount Everett, Keziah Everett still on the roster. Grayson Lewis, Cannon Clark, Isaiah Foote, our friend Scott from Maryland who always listens, asks about Isaiah Foote, uh, the kid from Maryland. Big Noah Henderson. Noah who, Henderson. That man, it'd be great to have him back fully healthy. Bailey Malovic, getting him back. It's almost like we're getting all these guys back because so many of them got hurt or they're newcomers. Yeah. Uh, Grant Copeland listed. Nashad Strother's back. Played a lot last year. Guard. Hampton Ergel. Walter Stribling. Uh, Richard Pierce listed as a redshirt freshman. So, the, we do have a lot of returners there, Chandler, plus the uh, – Moore and Jacob Sacra uh-huh. uh, coming in. And uh, so new faces plus some old uh, familiar faces there I mean, on the other line. You mentioned a guy, uh, Bailey Malovic was a guy that we were, uh, Pirate fans were chuckling at because of his size, his uh, unique stature, uh, who started a lot of uh, games at the right tackle position for the Pirates a couple of years ago and uh, worked really hard in the offseason last year to get on weight, and he did just that. I mean, I remember Shankweiler at Media Day talking about the the development of Bailey Malovic, and then unfortunately, I believe it was that very first game against App State and Charlotte where he got hurt and was out for the rest of the year. So uh, very excited to see him come back, and that's a name that I didn't mention 
Um, but I wonder what uh, what he's done this offseason and while he's been hurt. I wonder if he's added more weight. I wonder, uh, you know, how he's developed uh, since the injury. So Bailey Malavik is definitely a guy that I'm excited to see in this offensive line group. All right, Zach Agnos does what Zach Agnos does, and that's a draw a walk. He is on first to lead off the sixth inning. Shirley, anything come to mind for spring football for you? For me, it is a, a couple of things. Um, the first, obviously, being the wide receiver group. Um, that was going to be mine. Oh, sorry. No, I'm <laughs> saying that it's a big one. It's a pretty pretty obvious one because so many unknowns yeah Yeah, there's so many unknowns and of course with the exit of tyler sneed who uh also is uh kind of kind of goes hand in hand with my second um kind of area concern would be special teams you know who is good who is going to be you know your point person for the return game now that tyler is gone spring Uh is a good time to work that stuff out right yeah yeah and answer these questions yeah i try Mm -hmm. to here's one for you will cj johnson be a part of spring ball that's a good that is a very good good question question. and that is really going to play into what's going to happen with that wide receiver core yeah somebody's going to have to obviously step up that we don't really know about at this moment or we're going to have to start relying a lot more on those tight ends that we've got that have shown some promise the tight end group is a is a position group that we can focus on too well but that there's not a ton of questions on it we almost have answers there right hello hello Oh. Huh? Oh, we almost had oh. a tilt world. Oh, so close. But it's a three bagger, so you know what that means? Three spins, baby. All right. Bryson Worrell dub a triple in the gap. Uh-oh. Agno scores. Wait. And that's gonna be a three spinner. My headphones. <laughs> My headphones almost got tangled up in my chair. <laughs> Three spins for a three-bagger, baby. Woo! And Zach Agno scoring on that. Now, you know what Bryson Worrell is probably thinking about right now on third base? Dang. Man, I wish that would have got out so I could see that video of the Pirate Radio Live crew spinning in the studio. Everybody jump on the Tilt-A-Whirl because it's happening. 3-2, baby. So, what I say is a single gets you one spin, double gets you two, triple gets you three, then a home run, I say you can just do whatever the hell you want to. You can spend for however long you want to. All right. I like your... Uh... I can't do that because I'll get sick. <laughs> now Lane Hoover oh, for the base hit. And we got another run on the board. Mr. Tilt-A-Whirl. Good work. Great Good work, response Pirates. by the Pirates after Terwillinger gives up a two-run home run to tie the game at two. And just like that, the Pirates are up by two again. Baby face Lane Hoover uh, with the he base He does. Knock. He has a serious baby face. Through the left side of the infield. And All he's right. what? A senior? Nah. Nah. Junior with, maybe? With COVID times, there's a chance he might still be listed as a sophomore, but maybe he's a junior. I'll look it up. All right, let's go to break. We will come back and wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Lane Hoover is a junior. Okay. Hoover the junior. We'll take a timeout, come back. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and you can subscribe and watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 until 6. And uh, the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days during football season. So just go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and then click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty. Strike him out, throw him out. Pirates score two in the sixth, and it will be four to two. Heading to the bottom of the sixth, our final look at the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dubug. Dubug, ECU with nine hits, and the lone hit from Duke is that two-run home run. Mm. So four to two, ECU leads with nine hits to Duke's one. Hits are overrated. Well, our pitching staff has done an outstanding job so far. This, I mean, just giving up that one hit and yep. only two runs, I'll take that. All right, let's uh, let's let's finish it out. This show and this game, right? Let's get a W here today and get ready for the Keith LeClaire Classic. We'll talk more about that tomorrow with Scott Rogers. Scooter will join us. The voice, Jeff Charles, will be talking some pirate hoops with us. Got that and a lot more on the way. On a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt, I am Cliff Brock. We'll talk to you Wednesday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.